Nottingham Forest have followed Everton in being charged by the Premier League with breaching financial fair play regulations and may face a devastating points deduction as a result. However, there's still no word on when punishment may be handed down to Manchester City over a year after they were charged with the largest amount of financial breaches to date. But guys, as we get kicked off here on the return edition of Aslo Blows, Jerry Legge, Kenny Harvey, Corporate Keen uh, back in the hot seat as always. Who in wrestling are you still waiting on to get punished and why? Keen, we'll start with yourself. Fucking hell, that's quite a heavy question, actually. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, there's actually so, like, thing is, right? There's so many, like, legitimate answers. Like, every, like, pretty much every promotion. Books like this. There's a question we have later, right? Where it's like, you know, what's one of the big things that's changed, I think, in the last two years or something mm-hmm. like that? And this isn't my answer to that, but it got me thinking. Like, I remember, like, when we last did podcasts, you said it was like two and a half years ago we actually yeah. did this, which is crazy. But I remember being like, oh my God, this promotion book, this person, this that promotion book, that person. Whereas now I'm in the camp of like, I just like, I've just given up. Like, wrestling's just always going to be like that. So I'm not even like, Thinking like, oh, I want this person to whatever. I just I don't care. I'm gonna be a childish answer, right? Because otherwise I'll be here all day. Right. Um, the bloodline because they've interfered right in every single one of Roman Reigns' matches, almost every single one over the duration of his title run, right? They like <laughs> when I say they ruin the matches, I don't mean like oh, because you know the unfair person wins. I mean it's so it just gets boring because like yeah. actual the promos, the stories are all great, but the matches tend to fall flat because you're sitting there waiting for the interference, and mm. when it finally happens, it's like all right, he wins again by interference. Think of it like this, yeah. Imagine. Solo and Jimmy Uso get banished to NXT, right? And then you've got two stories there. First of all, Solo Sokoa gets to go back to being the proper Solo Sokoa, the better Solo Sokoa, the one that talked and was cool and was entertaining down in mm. NXT. And while well, main event Jay Uso goes on his ascent, you've got Jimmy Uso banished down to NXT, and then he's got a story where he's bitter and he has to build himself back up to face his brother later on down the line. I think there is so much cool shit you could do by um, punishing the bloodline, but obviously... Um, you know, in in the real world, there's a million and one different answers. <laughs> um, well, yeah, yeah. There, yeah there, there really is. Like, there's so many. <laughs> Wrestling is not short of bad guys. Uh, but yeah, that is a good one, and it's interesting because they have actually started doing that on SmackDown recently. You had Roman Reigns a few weeks ago come out, and that's how the 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 title match ended up getting set up. So uh, you had Nick Aldis. He's like the general manager who can stand up to them. So it is an interesting one. It's something that I definitely like to see. Katie, your thoughts? Who do you like to see get punished? So I don't have specific names, all right? It's a group of people. Okay, love yes. it. Strawberries. Sorry. Who, who, who does Betty want to see get punished? We have, who of course. Am I going to get punished if I don't get these strawberries quicker? Um, <laughs> No, so this is a group of people, right? So WWE has released a lot of people and there's always a lot of arguments going on about like, oh, so-and-so shouldn't have been released. Like, that's a travesty, blah, blah, blah. So I would like to punish the creative team, the 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 people in charge who released the greatest travesty of what I think in WWE's entire tenure. And that was whoever decided to release Christy Hemi. Because I still maintain to this day that Christy Hemi was a star in waiting for WWE and that they did not use her the way she should have been used. She's the only person, well, not not the only person, because Maurice, she had genuine charisma and talent coming out of the Diva Search and she could have been a massive star for them. But then... What? Go on, okay. I'm, no, I'm, getting, I'm on. getting hyped up for Christy Heavy. Yeah, I'm actually like, you've got me on Team Christy Heavy though. It's not something I've ever thought about ever. But you know what I mean? You're 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 getting me like hyped up. 
Christy Hemi, right? I'm really good at multitasking there, ranting and unwrapping biscuits. Right. Christy Hemi, like she genuinely, I don't know if she had an interest in wrestling when she entered the Diva Search, but she genuinely came out of the Diva Search with, with an interest. She trained. She studied. And you, you like you can see that because after she was released, she didn't just disappear back to whatever she was doing. She went to TNA and she had a really successful 10-year career. So she obviously loves the wrestling. And I just hate when like, People were were plucked off the street who maybe, you know, they wanted to mold into wrestlers and then you can tell they don't give a fuck. But she ended up giving a fuck and they just released her when she had so much potential. Mm. She like she was unlike anyone else they had on the roster and she was like had the potential to be very good. But they just gave up caring because they just had this mill of models coming through. So I would like to blame the creative team. I'd like them punished for letting Christy Hemi go. Okay, interesting. To be fair, with the amount like WWE cycles through creative people and stuff like that as well, they probably have been sacked. Some have probably been rehired and stuff like that as well. So <laughs> you wouldn't know. It, what I love about Chrissy Hemi is, and this is like kind of proof for what you're saying is, she later like, uh, and and I think we can all agree she went away and proved you're right. Like she made a huge star for herself and took over the wrestling world. Not many jokes, but like obviously she went away to TNA, and in Impact she was on the creative team. And like she yes. not only wants to wrestle, she wants to book. She wants to be creative. So yeah, there obviously was a lot of grot there for wrestling, and uh, yeah, maybe we'll look back on that as uh, one uh, of the secret things. I- I'm I'm gonna be on brand here as we get started. CM Punk, why does he keep getting rewarded? Like how many people does he need to punch? How many of his coworkers before he is the definition of failing upwards? Since he left wrestling in 2011, he had the most humiliating career in UFC history. He was destroyed. They literally got people in off the street so he would get wins so they could keep making money out of him. He never fought anyone you heard before you heard of before they fought him. That's why they're famous. That's still why they're famous because nobody went on to do anything after beating him and they beat the ever-loving piss out of him. He is the definition of failing upwards. He came back, of course, with AEW. We talked about that in the show and covered it at the time. Um, and then, of course, just like instantly made it toxic like he had everything set up to succeed for him and he still found a way to make it completely toxic eventually he gets sacked there like he punches enough of his co-workers that his boss is like yeah i'm probably gonna have to do something about this gets sacked from this job and then comes back again and is now gonna main event wrestlemania like I'm not a CM Punk fan, but I almost admire the ability to fail upwards. No matter how wrong he gets it, he still finds ways to like get people to give him money. And I, I, I'm at this stage where I'm like, I can only but respect it. But the guy needs to be punished. He needs to learn a lesson that you can't just do this stuff for the sake of it. Um, So that's who I'm picking for, uh, who I'd like to see punished. Guys, we're back here on Ask Low Blows. Uh, of course, on the page 180 Spotify network, where we're going to be returning all Obviously, we've had catch-ups over the past year on page 180, but we've changed up the format of, of, of the overall podcast and it, it created opportunities like this for us to bring back beloved shows uh, like Ask Slow Blow. So for those of you who were old listeners and followed us when this podcast feed was known as the Low Blows Network, uh, it's the exact same. It's a show you control. Uh, for those of you who uh, are listening in, maybe listen to page 180 and are checking this out or are newer listeners or whatever and wouldn't have followed us when we last podcasted in 2021 to give you some context for like when we last podcasted okay we finished podcasting because katie harvey was about like what a week or two away from giving birth 
And now we just heard Betty asking for strawberries quite clearly and perfect pronunciation. Like that's that's how long we've been gone. <laughs> a child has been born, grown and learned the word strawberries in the meantime. So, uh, <laughs> but for those of you who don't know, this is a show where you can ask us literally anything, wrestling or otherwise. Uh, we do obviously, wrestling is our primary focus and we're going to preview the Royal Rumble later. Uh, but anything you want, tweet us in and we will include it in the show. We're not going to be coming back on a weekly basis. We all have... Uh, busy lives and everything else. And I've got a, another podcast to run as well. Um, but we will be back on a semi, semi-regular basis uh, and keep an eye on socials for when we're announcing it and looking for questions. But good uh, to have you back. And what I loved about this week coming back is it was like in Anchorman where it's like news team unite. And it was so... And literally all the people who used to send in questions, like even people whose names I hadn't heard in years, like Owen Davis, Owen Davis. I was so happy to see his name because I, I just, we just haven't talked like because we haven't had a show. Um, Everyone just came back and started delivering their questions. So we're really excited to get to it. But that's we're going to get to the questions in a second. First off, I want to address you guys. How's life, Katie? How's what? What is life for you now? Uh, since uh, th- like we would have last spoke on Astro Blows, uh, obviously y- y- you've given birth, you have a child now, and you've raised a child. Like, how, how is everything? What's going on in Katie Harvey's world? Well, it's it's pure chaos. If you just want the short <laughs> answer, it is nonstop chaos. And um, yeah, Betty's two and a bit now. She's in crash. I have been called in twice since she started about her roughhousing with other children. Um, she's going to be banned from the wrestling gym very shortly. We were training yesterday and she joined in the warm-up doing squats and jogging and then just did a forward roll. Um, like, you can't sit down without her running at you and tackling you or splashing you. So this is what I'm dealing with right now. Uh, this, this is my life. Um, love it. Wouldn't change it. But I am very tired. <laughs> if we could have picked like if we could have described on the last show what we thought Katie Harvey's life it's like she's raising a mini pro wrestler who's already started like that's probably what we would have predicted like for two years from now but good to hear that it's it's panned out Corporate Keen what's what's going on in your world these days um, I'm having fun but it's just not stuff that's like fun to listen to do you know what I mean like I'm not, there's no way uh, like there's no way uh, like I'm not doing YouTube videos or streaming or like there's no output I'm still doing my radio yeah. stuff actually that's what I was in nice. the middle of before I started doing this so cool. I still have my radio show uh, on Dublin South FM if you're into rock or metal or anything like that nice. Um, I've uh, what else like I'm just watching wrestling watching MMA watching football do you do, like nothing's really changed in that sense mm-hmm. Um, my job is one of those things that's kind of uh it's one of those office jobs that's kind of difficult to explain. <laughs> Just sort of generic office jobs. You know what I mean? I sit down and do you generic office stuff. You wear a suit and tie. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> I'd love that. Cor- corporate literally key, corporate that so Oh, my God. Um, I did wear a shirt with buttons on it my first day because I was like, what if I go in and it's like an, and, and it's like an, like a suit-y type? Because I didn't know. I was like, what if I walk in, they're all wearing suits and then I'm not wearing a suit. But then like, what if I'm wearing a suit and they're not wearing it? You know what yeah. I mean? So I was, like, I was like, I need to find a middle ground where it's like, I'm not, I'm kind of like, I'm there, but not fully there. Do you know what I mean? And then I walked in, I was like, oh, no, you can just wear what you want here. All right, cool. So, um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's grand. Like, I'm kind of um. I still, I still, the job basically means I can still edit shows and stuff. So I still do that. Obviously, I do nice. commentary as well. Still doing like Cork and Five Factory, that sort of thing. So, uh, just the usual. I don't, I don't think anything major has changed since like, I feel like the gap between 2019 and 2021 was a much bigger change than like yeah. 2021 to now. Like, I, like a lot <laughs> of it is pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Very true, very true. But like, I think that's reassuring for people. It'd be strange if you came on and you're like, I'm a very serious person now. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's not, that's not what we want. We want things to be the same. Like, we want it to be familiar. Yeah, just, so, yeah I've fallen down the yeah. rabbit hole. Like, it's I've seen things. I'm just, I'm a different man now. Guys, I think we need to grow up and have some serious content, which nobody's here for, not a single person. Uh, we will talk wrestling, though. We will get to your questions, guys. Obviously, look, people are going to come in and there's going to be like inside jokes and stuff like that there. People will pick up on and as well like it is kind of a celebration people are uh hope thank god happy to to have us back so uh again well but if you are a newer listener or if you just need a reminder uh we will kind of bring you in if there are any are any kind of running jokes as we go on starting with uh kento ccfc got in touch with our first question kento who's going to be on the patreon 80 uh podcast in a couple of weeks previewing the super bowl and six nations but he got in touch uh recently for, so for those of you who may not remember or for those of you who didn't listen kento would always be the first question on our slow blows he would send us what we called desert island dilemmas where uh it was like if you were stuck on a desert island and you had to choose between one thing and another it got progressively more ridiculous there were bears involved there was like uh suicide packs there was everything everything happened on that desert at one stage he hasn't <laughs> gone with a desert island dilemma uh what he's in fact gone with is a desert island dilemma so we're not trapped there's no tigers or no bears but he does say yet in brackets you've just had a lovely meal and now have to choose what dessert you want from and we'll start with these okay so first off sticky toffee pudding or profiteroles oh Go man if you thought I was useless on the desert island like the dessert <laughs> island I think when it comes to the desserts I've eaten plain ice cream and like <laughs> cookies so like, I haven't heard of half of these. I recognize what toffee is, so I am going to go with that one. <laughs> okay, Katie, what about yourself? So bears do actually like dessert, right? And the reason <laughs> I know this is because in our hiatus from low blows, you know what you wanna know how much bears infiltrated my life for people who maybe don't watch Fight Factory? <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. shit! <laughs> I, I spent I never the connection. <laughs> I spent a substantial amount of money <laughs> on a bear costume. No, Skyfabe. There was a real bear. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Okay, the bear's dead. <laughs> um. On, on a bear, okay, on a bear for beep beep that costume word. Uh, on a bear, I, I, I am course of the bear from China. Um, the bear appeared at, at numerous Five Factor shows. The bear also appeared at my niece's uh, fifth birthday party, much, <laughs> much to the surprise of my brother and sister in law. And um, the bear did terrorize a room full of five year old girls. Um, and that is the last time I've seen the bear. But <laughs> that's how I know bears love desserts because that bear also um, ate a large chunk of birthday cake that day. So nice. um, <laughs> I, just, like, I just you're getting paid, dude. This is a corporate gig. You can't have half the cake. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know where this is going. I just wanted to shoehorn bears that's into fair. this because it's that my thing. My actual answer is sticky toffee pudding. Okay, interesting. Um, I'm going to go with profiteroles because I'm not a Protestant. Um, it's chocolate <laughs> mousse or <laughs> punky. No, nothing wrong with being a Protestant. I'm just not one. So I don't like <laughs> sticky toffee pudding. Like, that's the real. I, I was I was kind of surprised when Katie Harvey went that way. Um, chocolate mousse or punky ice cream. I don't know what punky ice cream is. So I oh. instantly default to chocolate mousse. 
Funky ice cream is, did you ever go to a, a Chinese and order the little ice creams and it comes in like the shape of like a parrot or like a, pe- a penguin? Oh, yeah. Do you remember them? No, I th- I'm pretty sure that's a funky ice cream. Okay, okay. Here, I'm Googling it now. Yeah, I think you're correct. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. That's what I'm going for. I'm going for moose because again, I don't know. What are you going for, Katie? I'm going for a punky ice cream because I was never going to get them as a kid. And I'm a grown up now and I can have a punky ice cream if I want. <laughs> Isn't it the best thing ever? Like, I'll never <laughs> forget the first time I went shopping for myself. And I'm like, am I going to get crunchy cornflakes or am I going to get Weedos? And I'm like, I can get both now. <laughs> <laughs> no one can stop me. But now I get stopped by budgets. Like, yeah, you have to pay for this. <laughs> it's quite expensive. Cost of living crisis and all that. Uh, Keen off those two. Uh, what uh, would you go for? I'd say ice cream. It's uh, I know what it is, so that's, that's good. That's fair. Uh, b- banana split or fruit cocktail? Keen, we'll stay with you. Uh, bananas are just fruit in general. Uh, well, banana, banana is like the one fruit I can eat without getting sick. So I'd say we'll go, we'll go banana split then. Yeah, fruit cocktail is probably bad if other fruits make you sick. It That's seems a good like point. A recipe for failure. That's yeah. a great point. I didn't even think yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah, no, great joke, great joke. Okay, <laughs> you want to bet yourself? Uh, I go banana split because with fruit cocktails, you never know what's in them, and it's always the canned fruit and it's a bit shit. And I'm allergic to kiwis, and I would get sick if there was a kiwi in it. Okay. Where you forget sometimes that we're big wrestling nerds and we have to decide on what food we can have by what'll make us sick and not. <laughs> I'm gonna go banana split again. You just know what you're getting. I'm not a big like fruit, like dessert-based person. Um, so yeah, a banana split is just like, yeah, I I I'd eat bananas, so it's not the end of the world. Uh millionaire shortbread or strawberry cheesecake. Katie, what's that with you? They both give me the dessert tick. Really? Uh, yeah, I hate cheesecake. Hate it so much. I don't know. The consistency, the smell, just touching it. Can't do it. So maybe millionaire shortbread, but I also wouldn't eat that. Okay. Keen of the two. What what well, sounds nicer? Well, I love shortbread biscuits. I love okay. uh you know, like the fucking uh, well, that's what they're called shortbread biscuits. Yeah, they're um they're class, so I'm gonna go with that and assume it's something similar. Keen, for you're, I think you're selling yourself short here. Like you haven't had, I don't think you've been lost on any one question. You've had an answer for everything. <laughs> I just go based off the sounds. He <laughs> <laughs> just like pure ASMR voice. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go millionaire shortbread as well. Uh, again, not a big fruit uh, dessert person. Keen, you can definitely answer the next one. So French fries, otherwise known as chips, American Kento, um, dipped in milkshake or a McFlurry of your choice. Keen, I feel like you feel quite strongly about this. Oh, you can't, you can't dip your chips into, into milkshake. Like that, that's not the, that's a different, that's two different, that's different types of foods. You know what I mean? You can't. That's like having wheat mix covered in fucking beans. You know what I mean? You don't fucking, you just don't do. You, this some foods are just aren't destined to cross. You know what I mean? Um. So yeah. Uh. I'm gonna go to McFlurry. Um. I don't. I what. I. I don't actually know what. I. I have had a McFlurry I'm, before I'm, years ago, but I, I. I never eat them. I, I'm. I'm gonna go with the McFlurry. Um, Smarty McFlurry is that a thing? Yeah, seems yeah, like it would be. Yeah, we'll yeah. go with that then. Very brand loyal, obviously. Your 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 team Burger King. Um, so yeah, are you still or what? Is that no. changed? Oh, yeah, that's something that's changed a lot. Um, what? 
Yeah. No, I don't like change. No, That's I still, why I brought I still this love it. back. I still love it. I still because love it. I want I it to be the same as it was. <laughs> I'm, uh, so you I've... fucking like Burger King, even no, if you don't. No, I do. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna appreciate this, right? I, I have diversified my palate. Is that a word? Um, yes. I've, I've branched out. So I eat chicken nuggets and chips out of Burger King, chicken selects out of McDonald's, um, the chicken, the like boneless banquet, if that's how you say it, that meal in KFC that has the chicken and the popcorn chicken. Ooh. Um, the chicken and chips out of Supermax, quite good as well. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, then you got the chicken out of like the pizza places too, like Domino's and Apache as well. So Impressive. just about um, five or six different chicken and chips. So very uh, wide range of uh, taste there. Very that cultured. Is... That's a very diverse palette. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, KFC and Supermax, no way. Get out of well, here. Only chicken and chips, though. Only chicken, just to clarify. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We, we know, don't worry. Um, Katie, what are your own thoughts? Katie's muted. <laughs> <laughs> this is why the video is very, very much worth a watch if you're listening. <laughs> you got to see get confused, muted Katie there for a second. <laughs> Someone tried to call me because off air we were talking about my issues with technology, and uh, it just it, it muted my 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 phone, and then I was very confused. Um, well, what we saw there was. The face of you looking confused by the call, and you're being like, "Why are you calling me for?" But it's all a video. <laughs> yeah, what 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 was said in my muted absence? It was that uh, French fries dipped in milkshake or McFlurry of your choice. Uh, I'm going to discuss Keen and say French fries dipped in milkshake, but specifically McDonald's fries in a McDonald's milkshake. Mm, okay, okay. Have That's- you not had it? Like yeah, no, I, I've dipped. I I have dipped French fries before, um, and I think McDonald's would probably be the best. You wouldn't want to dip a chipper chip. Like, that's <laughs> no, just no, psychopath no. behavior. <laughs> like, but you dip a McDonald's chip because it's like it's 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 half wood anyway. Like it is a good dipping chip. Um, I don't mind dipping stuff, but uh, if I'm gonna choose a dessert, like I'm not gonna choose that as my dessert, so I'm gonna go with a McFlurry. I'll probably go with a cabbage cream egg. Oh, I love a cabbage cream egg. Um, it's coming up to Easter now in a couple of months, so yeah, I'm gonna be getting back into that. Um, fudge cake or carrot cake, Katie? Your own thoughts? Oh, carrot cake that's that's top of the pops, that's top of the list for me, really, specifically Brazilian carrot cake. Okay. Okay. It's unreal. They make it differently to Irish carrot cake. It's 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 it's. I don't know how they make it yellow, and then it's got like condensed milk and chocolate spread on top of it. Oh my god, it's unreal! Find a Brazilian cafe, get Brazilian uh, carrot cake. Okay, interesting. Good recommendation, Keen. What are your own thoughts? Um, I I hate carrots, and I like Cadbury fudges quite a lot. Actually, more than the <laughs> average person, believe it or not. So uh, I'm gonna go with the fudge cake. Like. What? How much does the average person like Capri's fudges? Like, is hate there a them. Study? They get the most disrespected bar in the entire uh, hero collection. People shit on fudges. Really? Like left, right, and... Yeah, it's considered by some to be the bounty of the Cadbury world, which I don't agree with. Um, no. but I, yeah, no, I love fudges. I'll, I'll defend them to the death. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's why I'm gonna go with fudge cake, even though it probably isn't even similar. I don't know, but. <laughs> Fudge, and it's it's good that we're taping this just coming out of Christmas sweet season because like again oh. fudges are it's it's a topper sweet do you know what I mean it's perfect it's like I don't want to get into I do want another sweet but like I'm a little bit full so I just want something that'll just top me up yeah and, the, yeah. and then you've got the fudge you're like nice one oh, ah yeah, yeah. 
or if you get it in the like, you know, if you if you have like a selection box and you've had the crunchy and you're you're like, right, okay, that was nice and substantial, but like there's room for a little more than you have your foot your Cadbury's fudge. You're like, yeah, that's grand, and it's guilt free because like I don't know, like it probably does have a lot of calories, but I tell myself it doesn't, so it's guilt free because it feels like. Um, I'm gonna go fudge cake. I love fudge cake, so yeah, that that's it for me. Um, tiramisu or pavlova. Um, Keen, I'm. Oh, do you what know the what fuck? these are? Uh, no. <laughs> Wait, what? Say those. Say them again. Tiramisu or pavlova. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm trying to find the tiniest reason to pick one or the other. How about the two of you give your opinions, right? Do you, do you want me to I'll... read out the? I'll read out the the descriptions here. I've googled yeah, yeah. them for you. Okay, so I'll read out the descriptions, and you can get. What would you choose if you saw this on the menu? Tiramisu is a coffee-flavored Italian dessert. It's a mixture. It's made of lady fingers dipped in coffee, not actual fingers of ladies. Like, by the way, layered fingers, with what? What fingers? Like finger. Like, they're not actual fingers. I don't know what that means. I'm re- I'm reading it out. If I'm, being <laughs> I'm not a baker. Um, layered with a uh, wh- whipped mixture of eggs, sugar, and mascarpone flavored with cocoa. The recipe has been adapted into many varieties of cakes and other dessert versus pavlova, which is a meringue-based dessert originated in either Australia or New Zealand in the early 20th century. If you don't know, you're just you're just saying stuff. Uh, it was named after the Russian ballerina Anna Pavlova, unsurprisingly your second name. Um, taking the form of a cake-like circular block of baked meringue, pavlova has a crisp crust and a soft light inside. Yeah, they both sound awful. I'll go with the first one. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I like okay, go for it, Katie. What are your own thoughts? I love Pavlova so much that it's my birthday dessert every single year. Nice. Okay, that's yeah. a very easy one for you then. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I'm gonna go tiramisu. Um, because again, fruit-based desserts, not a fan, and you have to have fruit with Pavlova. That's kind of the point. Um, otherwise, it's just like it's just meringue, which is nice in itself. Don't get me wrong. I'd have like if someone had Pavlova left on their cake and they're like, here, do you want that? I'd like I'd have a, a spoonful of it, like, but yeah, no, otherwise no. Uh tiramisu for me. Last one we have apple crumble or jelly and ice cream, the old traditional. Katie, what's that with yourself? Jelly and ice cream. Mm-hmm. They're both nice. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Undefeated. Uh, it's like the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Keen, what's uh t- what's yours? Apple crumble or jelly and ice cream? <laughs> when I was a kid, right, I was in a... I used to go to this, like, crash when I was, like... I don't know, I was, like, junior... Not, like, an after-school thing, for, like, junior infants or whatever, yeah? And they used to hate me, right, because of, like... You know, the way, like, the diet that I have now is still what I would have had back then, and I couldn't <laughs> stand it. They had, like, these apples and oranges, and I was like, oh, no, no, I'm all right, thanks, do you know what I mean? And they'd be like, no, you're not all right. And they tried feed... They basically they tried feed me fruit. So to this day, that's why... Like, that's probably one of the reasons why I hate fruit, right? But I remember I had to try the oranges... And the apples and the oranges, I was like, I don't like this, but at least it's like somewhat, I can understand why other people might eat it. Apple was genuinely the most, despite loving apple juice, this was the most disgusting, fucking horrible, like, I hate ap- apples and tomatoes are for me the worst food ever. Uh, so I am going to go with any, whatever the alternative is, uh, in this case is jelly and ice cream. I like ice cream, so I'll go with that. 
Okay. Uh, I'm going to complete the sweep for jelly and ice cream. I don't know why, but I, I, I had a feeling you'd have a jelly and ice cream uh, based story, but you have an apple crumble based story. So there we go. Uh, <laughs> or force me to be apple crumble, I don't think. I think that's something different. But, yeah. There we go. Uh, thank you, Kento. Uh, looking forward to more. Uh, maybe part two, there will be bears, or maybe there won't be. See what you think. Uh, Wolf of the Borough, Jay gets on and says, About time, fire emoji. Favorite pay per view or PLE theme song for the record? We're an old school show here. And- at, uh, Ask Low Blows uh, and I refuse to acknowledge the term freemium live event or PLE they're always pay-per-views uh, personally uh, Jay loved Control being linked to Survivor Series 2001 until they removed it on the network and a shout out to the 2010s Flow Rider periods so uh, favourite pay-per-view songs uh, Katie we'll start with yourself is there anything coming to mind or Keen we'll start with yourself I actually have a very like passionate answer for this right I believe that like the best pay-per-view theme songs are not necessarily the best songs because you can listen to the best songs anywhere. I think uh, the best pay-per-view theme song is the song that transports you from where you are to back where you were when you watched that as a kid for the first time. Mm. That's what I believe. So when I first got into wrestling to my early, these, this is like my honorable mention now, right? Um, The two earliest DVDs that I had uh, that got me into wrestling was the Royal Rumble 04, which uh, had a theme song, Puddle of Mud, uh, Nothing Left to Lose, nice. and Bad Blood 2003, which had a uh, trapped with headstrong um so those two are my honorable mentions absolute bangers but the one song that i remember being like as in i remember when the pay-per-view was like we were on the run-up to this pay-per-view and the song was being played and they had music videos for it and whenever like i'd go into a friend's house and they had sky sports i'd always get a glimpse of it or if they had a dodgy box you know what i mean i get a glimpse of the fucking pay-per-view or whatever and um when i hear the song even to this day like if i'm if i'm down or sad about something and this song comes on my Spotify, that lift it gives me, like, oh, it just takes me straight back. Oh. Best song ever, Saliva, ladies and gentlemen, WrestleMania oh. 23. I will fucking die for that song. That is the best song ever. Uh, yeah, I, I love it. It's a banger. It's a banger. It was also a great, uh, the world, the world darts used it for the world darts championship one year. And it was like, Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, you almost forget that you're watching montages of people doing the same thing, just throwing darts at the board. Where you're like, yeah, I'm those darts. Um, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, no, absolute banger. Love it. Uh, Katie, what comes to mind for yourself? You know I'm useless at remembering when things happened in wrestling, right? Yeah. But kind of like Keen, I do remember this song because it kind of transports me to like a fun time. Um, WrestleMania 2017, <laughs> Tiny Tempa, written in the stars. <laughs> oh, I was going to say some years ago. <laughs> no, no, no. The main event was The Miz versus John oh, Cena with The Rock coming in at the end. And... I was like, I still am the biggest Miz fan. So seeing him in the in the main event of WrestleMania, I remember watching it in a friend's house. I mean, being absolutely in tatters by the end of WrestleMania. I was just like, you know, just just watching it with your mates, and it's a good time. I just feel like, I just feel like it was a song that suited the moment. You know, like the lyrics, the you you didn't think the Rock was coming back. Like it was. Yeah, it just always sticks with me that one. Nice, How is nice. that your happy WrestleMania? That's like I don't think anybody else would have like yeah, the Cena. Notably, like, <laughs> the, considered by many the worst WrestleMania of all time. But like, no, 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 you don't understand. The Miz had a cool video package, and I was his number one fan. <laughs> yeah, the, the video for that as well, though I'll never forget. It was the best part about that show. I think it was "Hate Me Now" by Puff Daddy. They used um, for that, like the, the, just a match specific one. Like, um, yeah, 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 yeah. It was very, very good. So no, no. That's 
that's a, an interesting one. I didn't expect Tiny Temper to turn up in this, but there you go. Um, I'm a real old school person for this. Again, I did like DJ sets and stuff like that around like wrestling team songs and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I go with the classics. 2001, 2002. Uh, Control, obviously, is very much in the mix. You've called that out, Jay. I, again, I totally agree with your frustration that it's not available on the network. So sometimes I will just go back. But do you know what's funny about Control, right? The way they edited that, um, because I remember like it made me a huge puddle of mud fan as a result, and then I went out and got the album that they had. But the way WWE edited that video was very clever because if you've ever listened to the song Control, it's absolutely filthy. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, I know the song. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like I won't get into it because look, uh, Be- Betty's. Uh, I'll keep Betty's ears uh, safe. Don't worry. But like, um. Oh yeah, like it's absolutely filthy and you're like, how is this about, like you're listening to the song and you're like, how is this about a Survivor Series match? (laughs) What's going on? Like, um, but yeah, um, it it, it is an absolute banger and the video is great. Uh, The ones I think as well, uh, 2000, 2001, 2002, uh, year 2000, SummerSlam, Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. Actually, I think it was 2001 uh, during the Invasion album, absolute banger. Uh, 2002 WrestleMania song, uh, another Saliva song. They do, they are great with them. Uh, Superstar, I love Loved it. I remember what is it one time because uh, for those who don't know, when we did low blows, we had for a couple of years the low blows band where we used to play gigs before uh, parties and we do like wrestling theme song gigs. Uh, it was amazing crack, one of the most fun experiences I've ever had. Um, but one time, like, uh, and and everyone who was involved, like, it was a project of people who grew up like playing these songs on their instruments, like in their own spare time, and never thinking they could actually put this together to contribute for something meaningful. So we all had this amount of useless knowledge. And then I remember one time, uh, Tristan, um, Carol ended up playing, um, Superstar by Saliva and he's just kind of riffing to himself and then I was like I know every word to this I'm like now was come the day did I take the lead and it was like we just went whole whole way through and then everyone just started joining in and we all knew the song off by heart and it was amazing it's an absolute banger but there's an obvious number one here uh, but it's number one for a reason it's my favorite match of all time and the promo videos are iconic it changed the way that sports if you look at the way like we talked about darts kind of stealing wrestling stuff Stuff, but when you look at even the likes of UFC and you look at the likes of NFL and stuff like that, wrestling led the way in these video packages. And it started with this one that really changed the game. Uh, no one will be surprised to hear it. It's The Rock against Stone Cold, WrestleMania 17. Uh, it's My Way by Limp Bizkit. Absolutely phenomenal. Every single week that of the feud that it went on, they added to the video packets. They went a little bit longer in the video packets to add in whatever had happened on Raw that week. It is a phenomenal team song. So they're the ones for me. Uh, Popcorn Pod, Tom Pot uh, got on to us and said, welcome back. Thanks, Tom. Uh, is there any obscure or specific topics you wished you, you wish you got asked about for ass low blows that never comes up? Pretty much anything for the past two and a half years, Tom. We haven't got asked a question since uh, 2021. So, um, But guys, in general, what are the type of questions that you like to get to inform people for the future? Keen, what's that with yourself? Um, well... So there are two sizes. On one hand, like I, if you get me talking about something I'm really interested in, I won't shut the fuck up, and I don't want to. I don't want to like completely delete uh, an hour or two of Jared and Katie's time on one question. <laughs> but um, in saying that, Irish MMA prospects, I can talk about 
forever, forever. Uh, the Irish national team, like what, how, what, like what my starting eleven would be for the Irish team, or who I think should be put into the squads, that sort of thing. I will talk about forever. Um, bands that I'm listening to, any upcoming bands that I think are pretty underrated, or um, what else? Obscure. There was a time when I'd be really, I don't know, obscure. It's not really obscure, but like Love Island, I, I was something I talk about while it was current and I, I i don't remember anything about it now but like while it's on i would have strong opinions of it you know that kind of way um what else oh MotoGP, obviously you know the, the formula one questions we typically get in you know those usually go on for a bit i suppose those would be outside of wrestling those would be kind of like my big kind of interests i suppose okay okay good stuff katie what are the kind of questions that you either what were your favorite type of questions or what questions did we never get asked that you'd like to get asked to kind of direct anyone looking to tweet us in questions going forward? I just, I used to love just the absolute out of the box questions. Just, just the matter, the better, you know, to start <laughs> conversation. Cause when you're, when you're doing a question show, like once a week, you know, it's, it's, it's just good to see how other people's brains work mm. um, and, and have it spark a discussion that you didn't, you don't know where it's going to go. Um, but as for things maybe we never got asked, and I know this is not the audience for them because it was primarily a wrestling-based uh, audience, I love talking about red carpet fashion. Ooh. I This has been my season. <laughs> this, this period of time right now with the, with the Emmys, the Oscars, the SAG Awards, the BAFTAs, like that is my jam. Like I will sit there on TikTok and watch recap videos and analyze and give scores out of 10. I love the morning after a red carpet, making a coffee, sitting there and dissecting the fashion. And then it's all topped off by the Met Ball at the start of May. I love discussing the team. I love seeing who's invited. I love seeing like, you know, how closely they relate to the team. Were they a coward? Did they, you know, did they go for it? I love it. I love red carpet fashion. I, I'm very passionate about the the subject. Um, yes, that's what. If, any, if anyone wants to know who the best dressed is this award season so far, it's our own Barry Keoghan. Uh, has absolutely killed the red carpet. Natasha Leone has killed the red carpet. Um, Versace, Scaparelli, they're my two favorite designers. I I could go on on and on. <laughs> fashion. I know by the look of me, I don't look like I'm into fashion. I realize that. I I understand. I am the least fashionable person you've ever met. But I do love like couture fashion. No, well, okay. I, the reason I'm laughing is because I'm just like, how like random is that in the sense that you've never yeah. mentioned it yeah. once like, in all those years? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I feel like everybody kind of knows. Like we don't we never got asked about MotoGP, for example, but I feel like yous would have known that I'm into it. Do you know what I mean? Or mm. you not have an idea like I'm into MMA or football or I'm into this or that. I never in yeah. in not even once have I heard you talk about <laughs> <laughs> the red carpet or anything like that. Yeah. So random, like that's I, like, I mean I like I like award season in general. Like at the moment I'm trying to make my way through a lot of nominated films and, and TV shows like I do use it to f- inform my choices but like the red carpet is actually where it's at like interesting, <laughs> interesting. I did like the memes where it's like Barry Cogan looks like a 50 year old lesbian woman at the Golden <laughs> Globes like he's wild and, and I, I'm all about Barry Cogan's having a moment where he's kind of embracing the fact that he's a bit mad Um, Saltburn being the biggest case in point ever but uh, mm-hmm. yeah like I love it uh, good stuff okay well maybe we'll bring you into the movie podcast that I do with Tom Um, and we'll uh, we'll get your opinions as we go on again that's fascinating though I'm the same I was thinking the exact same as you Keen I'm like you podcast with someone for years you assume you know like everything <laughs> and still something new um i love anything that um 
Life advice was something that I tried to get going um, and even offered anonymity as well if people wanted to send in stuff. Nothing too serious. Like, again, don't like if it's health or anything like that. Please don't, don't, don't uh, ever contact your <laughs> favorite wrestling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, I love like kind of because again, it just opens it up for interesting discussions or moral things or stuff like that as well. Um, or it's stuff that gets us telling stories. Like, there's little things that I'll always remember about the show or like be mortified that I actually you spoke about like Keen I was in you telling someone the other day about your poster of Darren Fletcher that you had in your room it's <laughs> <laughs> still up there I'm looking at it right now it's still there um, well like the little things like that or the time where I had to admit that I have an obsessive compulsion to every Sunday have to say the name Barney Rone in the style of James Richardson and I was like it's it's a really good answer but it's fucking mortifying and I <laughs> never thought I'd ever say this to someone and I've been out with people who listen to that afterwards and they've seen me on a Sunday morning and I'm just like Bonnie Rooney <laughs> and I still do it I still do it years later so those are the best stories just the random things like they're actually the best questions are usually fairly short like this because um like they're the ones where it gives us the most room to kind of just like take it anyway and we're weird people, so when we take a question anyway, it's probably going to go somewhere weird or funny. <laughs> so they're my faves, uh, the ones we get the stories from. Um, we got a late one in, actually. I don't think I told you guys about this. Um, we had Richard from Instagram. I don't know who this is. Um, they asked, thoughts on Okada leaving New Japan and where you'd like to see him go next? Thanks, Richard. It's something that I have a lot to say on the subject, so it's good that you, you did send this in, but I won't monopolize this. I do have a lot to say, so um, I, I'll get your guys' thoughts on uh, on Okada leaving New Japan and, and where is possible next destination. Where do you want to go? Where do you think he'll go? Take it wherever way you like it. Katie, we'll start with yourself. I want him to go to WWE just because I think it would be extremely funny. Um, I just think it'd be very funny because people are already so up in arms. That's where they don't want them to go. And they keep using the example of like, he'll just end up like Nakamura. And I'm like, Nakamura, who's had a long storied, heavy hitting career, who's now just having a laugh and collecting massive paychecks. Like, Oh, poor Nakamura. I understand like, Oh, you're not getting the five star matches. You were in new Japan, mm. but like, He's happy. Leave him off. And I just think it'd be very funny if um if Okada is in like the twenty four seven title chase in like three months. <laughs> Sprinting <laughs> after our truth. Amazing. <laughs> Actually, I kind of want to see that. Um, Keen, what are your thoughts on all of this? Uh, I really don't care. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> I knew you. For would. me, like <laughs> for me, um, I'm un unlike Katie. Like I've no kind of um, like I'm not like oh, I hope the rest of is happy. I'm much rather like see a see a product that I'm happy with like it's my fucking time that I'm investing yeah. into the show um, <laughs> so it's, their their happiness is is barely relevant to me um but at the same time would it be a like, see the thing is though like you point out Nakamura right and Tazel and all that but you have to remember that when they joined WWE it was a very different company you know what I mean it's a company that's changed a lot in the last few months I wouldn't be surprised if Okada went to WWE that he like I, I would expect him to be taken seriously do you know kind of way mm. um, I think it's more likely he ends up in AEW but uh, I don't know. I've seen. You see, I've seen. I I know nothing about this. I'm not even gonna pretend I know anything about Okada, right? I just I go based off what I've heard from other people, and I've heard from other people that you know he's kind of past his peak. But I don't know if that's true or not. Um, 
I assume you want to discuss this, so I'm just gonna. I can see you're like you're like uh, you know when uh, you see like a dog outside a shop with food in it, and they're like, start to drool a bit. You know what I mean? You're like you are chomping at the bit to discuss this. So I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you answer Richard's question. Off you go. <laughs> I don't really care to be honest. No, I'm I care a lot. Imagine. I care a lot. <laughs> I care a lot about this. Um. I was devastated to hear this. It wasn't a complete surprise, but I was devastated to hear this news the other day um, that came out, obviously, about Okada. Um, and, like, look, I hear people... I, I'm very similar to what you just said there, Keen, where people are like, ah, look, let him earn money, let him earn the big books. And then you, on a logical level, as, like, a person the same age as Okada, I'm like, yeah, you want to earn the most money and blah, 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 and you want to support your family and live the best lifestyle and stuff. And I get that. I just don't give a fuck. Because I'm like you, Keen, I'm selfish. I want what I want. <laughs> I'm really good that, like... Essentially, New Japan has been gutted now. They've lost Okada, Osprey to a much lesser level Tamatonga, but even then that's someone that they were building up. They've lost a lot of big people in uh, in a very short space of time. Um, and again, New Japan has always had to do that. They lost AJ Styles and Nakamura in consecutive years. And like the Bullet Club was gutted. Finn Balor obviously moved to WWE after his uh, Prince Devitt run. Um, and so on and so forth. So they're used to regenerating. But, Okada was different. He was the ace. He was the star of the promotion. And it's really sad to think that I'm never going to get a G1 with Okada in it anymore because, yeah, he he's not having the main event matches that he had. And part of that is because it got boring having him be at the top all the time. So he had to kind of step back and alter rather than any kind of ability uh, deficiencies or anything like that. I think he can still go whenever he needs to. And we saw that against Brian Daniels in the Wrestle Kingdom. Um... But I, it's really sad because every year for the G1, he goes out and has banger after banger after banger. And that's one of my favorite things to watch in wrestling. Um, And to think you're not going to get the likes of Okada and Osprey in there. And even, like I said, Tamatonga had become a, G, a really good G1 performer over the past few years. That, that makes me really sad. Um, Part of what makes me sad, though, is twofold. One is... um. Again, the fact that he's the ace, like, I know people are like, like, people hate the argument of this promotion did so much for you and stuff like that. And I understand it as well. And part of that is on New Japan. They should have just, they should have an ace contract where they pay one person who is the guy for the promotion 20, they pay him ridiculous money and they give him a 20 year deal and they say, we're going to commit to you, but we need you to commit to us. And they never did that. They gave Okada a rolling contract and I think to a point they assumed that he was going to always be there. There and that didn't turn out to be the case. So that's partly on New Japan. But I do feel I do feel like there was a lack of succession planning here. Again, partly New Japan, um, not assuming that Okada would never leave. Um, but then also they they have a lot of young people in there. You've got like Shota Amino, you've got Yuya Mura, you've got uh Yoda Suji, you have loads of people that they've debuted who are interesting. Um but Okada never he, he never gave back. He never he never laid down for any of them. I feel like if he was thinking about leaving, he should have turned around like last June or July and had a quiet word with his best mate Ghetto, who gave him all of this and said, Hey, I'm just considering my options when it comes to the contract. So while I'm here, put some guys over me, have them get big wins. We can make it a storyline arc where I've lost my way or something like that as well. But that makes them the stars as well because New Japan have done so much for him. And had that happened, had he, because so many people passed the torch on to him to make him the ace, I think I'd feel a little bit better about it because I'm like, well, like, yeah, he's passed the torch. But now 
all we're left to feel is a vacuum. Like, it, you know, Osprey and Okada rest like their last matches. Like Osprey's last singles match was against Okada, um, and like that doesn't matter who wins. Nobody gains from that because they're both just gone, and we're just like, oh, that was amazing. We're never going to see it again from either of them, and I don't really get much from that. Um, Okada, one of his last singles matches, and I do like this is going to be against Tanahashi, their last ever match, and so on. That is the 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 iconic New Japan match as well. But I'd like to see them both have put people over on the way out. There's a part of me that hopes that they go to AEW because they'll still have a link with New Japan and they'll be able to work with the same people, show up on the odd Wrestle Kingdom and stuff like that as well. And I can dream that maybe AEW will let them back for a G1, even though that has never been AEW's way. Their partnership is not fair. They don't play fair. So for that reason, if on balance, I'd pro- and, and as well... The other, the flip side of that is I don't like how AEW have handled Japanese wrestlers that they have. They have Shibata locked up and Shibata will wrestle for AEW. He said he wants to see his career out with AEW. Um, but that isn't because they've used him so well. That's because they just gave him a contract and let him wrestle again because for insurance purposes with the career ending quote-unquote injury that he suffered in a match ironically against Okada uh, at Sakura Genesis a few years ago, um, He's not allowed with the injuries that he has wrestle in Japan for insurance reasons. So he he that's why he just wants to wrestle. So he doesn't mind not being the champion or anything like that. But he's a real sideshow in AEW. He's the last thing anyone thinks about. He's wrestled more as a Ring of Honor wrestler. Um, and it's a really damning indictment. And re- and then it's led to some embarrassing situations. Like I tweeted out. Great. Now he's gonna go. Now Okada's gonna go to AEW. We're gonna get to see Mike Tyson mispronounce his name on air and present. Oh yeah, man, I love Okada. I love Okada, man. And like that's kind of what they did with Shibata, and it was really cringe and really bad. And it didn't like. Again, the, the, I I just I'm not looking forward to it because I just don't like a lot of AEW's creative anymore. For that reason, I probably would prefer to see him in WWE for two reasons. One, it'd be fucking cool if he came out in the Royal Rumble. Like it'd just be oh. an amazing pop. <laughs> like and it, and it's on the table. It's it's on the table. It could oh, actually happen. I never thought of that. Yeah. It'd be fucking amazing. Like AJ Styles when he came out, like that time where we're just like, holy fucking shit, it's happening. Oh, that'd you've be actually amazing. slayed me. You've actually yeah. slayed me with that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and also kind of what was said already about WWE not being the same, like comedy company that it was under Vince McMahon. They know how to treat wrestlers now because they have a wrestler running it in Triple H and the creative. They have a wrestler who I believe is a fan of New Japan and a fan of Okada. And they've like, again, the courting process that they've spoken about sounds very similar to what they've tried with Cody Rhodes and look they've 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 made good on their commitment to Cody Rhodes no one can ever say they didn't um so I'd like to see him go to WWE on balance just because I think that's where WWE is the hotter product. WWE is a safer bet now than new, than AEW, and that would have seemed crazy, I think, the last time we were on Ask Low Blows to say that. But the 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 content and quality of wrestling is just the dynamics have just completely flipped now. AEW is a bit of a shit show. I don't think their track record says that they'd handle them well. Um 
you know, Tony Khan would get a hug off him and that'd be weird. Like, that'd be all that he'd kind of get in AW, but he would still be able to wrestle in New Japan. Overall, I'm gutted, um, but I'd like to thank Richard for being very considerate and sending in that question because <laughs> I did have a lot to discuss uh, on it. Uh, Owen Davis one uh, got onto us and said, quick round and we'll do quick fire for the blowies of 2023. Uh, wrestler of the year. Um, Keen, what's that with yourself? Gunter. 100% solid. But now I, now, I will say, I didn't, like, look through all the wrestlers and, like, break this down and decide. And this is just off the top of my head. But Gunther, you know what I mean? Fucking solidified himself on the biggest stage. He's the best wrestler in the world. Love him. You're all good. Go with your gut. It's a quick fire round. So go with your gut. That's no problem. It, it probably gets more interesting answers. Katie, who would be your wrestler of the year last year? Becky Lynch. Put over so many people. Big feud with Trish. Uh, rebuilt the NXT women's division like just unreal all year. Love it. A very interesting show, but uh, yeah, uh, I think that's justifiable. I'm going to go Will Ospreay. The two Omega matches had an amazing G1. He was in the semi-finals and then he had Wembley as well and he was a key player in that too. Um, match of the year. What match stands out for you? Katie, we'll start with you this time. Okay, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Drew McIntyre was involved. <laughs> and it's Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, and Gunther from WrestleMania. Yeah, oh, great match. It's my second choice. Oh, Bad Bunny still has my heart. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest, at the Puerto Rico show. Oh, great show! <laughs> Two great only, matches. It's the only match I went back and watched more than once this year. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Okay, that's a that's a great show. Keen, what's coming to mind for you? I wonder if you'll change, especially Katie. Like, I wonder if you'll change your answer when you hear mine. The Sabres of Destiny versus LJ and Fabio. When oh. that, when that match, that's the only match I think that's happened post like pandemic where I've kind of gone home after a show like, holy fuck, you know what I yeah. mean? Like that. And yeah, if, that if you right. were, if you were somebody yeah. who was on that journey from like the start when the Sabres started at the beginning of 2022 to like them being heels and knowing how hard like they work, especially and like then hearing that payoff with the crowd are like turning and cheering them. Yeah. It was so cool to hear it. No, that that is one of my favorite matches ever. Actually, I, I, that is like easy match of the year for me. Okay, and a quick plug that will be available online next week. We just uh, we just we just uploaded the Fresh Life show tonight, which has the singles matches that lead to that. Oh, yeah. There you go. Fight Factory Pro Wrestling on YouTube, guys. And uh, as well as that being a plug, that was a little nudge to Keen. It's like, edit it now. <laughs> no, no, no. Keen's not the problem. I am. <laughs> I, I, I agree, actually. That's funny. We agree on these things. <laughs> um, great match, though. Amazing. An absolute masterpiece. And again, like long term storytelling there. Uh, so well done. Uh, everyone absolutely nailed it. Uh, for me, match of the year was Omega against Osprey from Wrestle Kingdom. You could throw in their Forbidden Door match as well. Equally fantastic. For me, I just felt Wrestle Kingdom felt a bit more pure. It was a bit more story-based, whereas like I felt Forbidden Door was on equal par with it. But the only reason I'm citing it is because they kind of they use extreme spots to kind of raise the stakes rather than the, the story-based of the Wrestle Kingdom uh, side. And it was still really intense, the Wrestle Kingdom the match too um pay-per-view of the year uh keen what's that were you just done um the aew show in london was yeah. for like i don't i don't care about like objectively this is the best or that's the best just as an experience that was the best weekend of my fucking life i absolutely loved every second of it and uh getting to be there and be a part of it and going into like a wrestling city where there's like eighty thousand wrestling fans like it's just it's so surreal and also i'm somebody who hated like every second of mjf and adam cole 
um, mm. from start to finish. That match I actually loved. That was the mm. only um, it was the only part of that whole storyline that I actually enjoyed. Um, and the show I thought was actually like really fun. I just had I had a lot of fun at that. Getting to see Punk versus Joe. Getting to see like just the soul. It was just so fucking cool and surreal. Uh, that's my fa- that's one of my favorite pay views and one of my favorite experiences ever. Yeah, I'm gonna plus one that. Um, I had that down. I think probably WrestleMania nights one and two. The WrestleMania was incredible this year. Like you talk about, um, you know, the first one uh, at the first night, you had like so many good matches. Um, like again, you had like what was the set Rollins against Logan Paul. Uh, you had the main event as well. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against the Usos. Everything kind of hit on night one, and then they went out and outdid it in night two because you had the three way that Katie spoke about, and then you had uh Shane or you had sorry Cody against Roman. And I know the finish pissed off a lot of people, but that match in itself was an absolute masterpiece and deserves to be talked about as a great match a lot more. And how much it got people invested in the finish um was amazing. So uh, yeah, like that was probably the best quote-unquote pay-per-view in terms of pure wrestling quality if I was watching all of them as a like unobjective participant on the TV um, backlash as well like Katie you spoke about it they were bad buddy against Damien Priest just because the fans were so hot and just eager and it was really like a great example of like when you take wrestling to places it hasn't been but if we're going to talk about taking places wrestling to places it hasn't been and kind of giving fans a new experience all in just trumps it completely like they nailed every aspect of it it was brilliant it was a great experience to be there for they got every aspect of it right it felt like the series finale of good AEW um, but it felt like a really good series finale they absolutely nailed it and they went out on that era of AEW I felt went out on top I feel like that's going to be like this is a totally different subject but uh, the Wrestlemania 17 of um, AEW where like Wrestlemania 17 was like wrestling was amazing 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 and then it peaked with the best show ever and then it just started to dip a little bit from there um, and never quite reached the heights again so but but like it, it did peak and it, they absolutely nailed that so all in as well for me Katie, your own thoughts? Oh yeah, all in for me. And backlash is my number two, and then my number three was Survivor Series. Just yep. to mention, because as we mentioned, I just thought both War Games matches were really good. Yep, and it was a really easy watch, and it was a fun watch. Yep, totally agree. Um, they're all great shows. It was a great year for pay per views. Every like the Royal Rumble, like do you remember you had like Kevin Owens against uh, Roman Reigns, and then Roman turned on Sammy, and how all good all that was like. That like every month, and then the next month you had like Sami Zayn against uh, R- Roman Reigns, and like how hot the crowd was for that. It's been a great year for pay per views. Um, storyline of the year. Okay, this is where we can get a bit creative. I'm probably going to get different than I, I. I've got a, a very interesting one. So, Katie, I'll start with you for that. Ah, oh, he's thrown me for a loop by mentioning a Fight Factory storyline because I've just loved the fresh life and the saviors all year. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I'll go WWE one. I actually really liked um Becky and Trish Stratus. Mm, I thought I just I, I I enjoyed it the whole time. Um, but my absolute favorite is probably just the Judgment Day this year. Yeah. Like not even one particular storyline. I just feel like everything they were involved in yeah. was really, really good. Like yeah. I just I feel like when because I I don't have time to watch Raw and SmackDown in its entirety, but I find myself constantly checking up what they've done on a show. Yeah. So yeah. probably oh, probably just Judgment Day in general. They're absolute superstars, I agree. Uh, Keen, your own favorite. Uh, I'm not putting the Bloodline storyline in because I feel like a lot of what made it special was in 2022. Yeah. Like a lot of the best moments were from the year prior. Like even I was, I was watching it earlier today. Do you remember the one where it was like uh, Jay Uso was like, I don't give a damn what the Tribal Chief says. And then Roman Reigns sticks his head up and everyone's like, ooh. Yeah. There's so many, <laughs> like a lot of the stuff that made it kill cool was like the previous year. And then I also, 
I feel like it's not that it didn't have any high points like this year as well, but there was, I just had some issues with it. Um, for me, one thing that I had zero issues with um, and was absolutely surreal to see was the rise of LA Knight. Uh, you look at where he was at the start of this year and where he is now. It's like that all like that that like change happened like obviously all last year. And as a as an Eli Drake mid twenties mid twenty tens TNA fan, that is like that has to be top of my list. Do you know what I mean? That was incredible. Yeah, yeah no, it was great. It was great. I'm definitely like oh, a wait. Wait a minute, sorry. I, uh, lawyer Valkyria versus Becky Lynch. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot. I just, I don't know how that slipped my mind. Yeah, actually, that might be my number one, actually. Yeah, oh, that was fuck. great, too. Yeah, oh, now, I don't, now I don't know. Yeah, yeah, whichever. Good stuff. Um, For me, I've got an interesting one, Um, that, and it still remains my favorite storyline, and I'm hoping that it may actually be able to crash into the main event at WrestleMania now with news about Seth Rollins. Um. I've loved this since they've started doing it. Drew McIntyre's heel turn. It is the oh, yeah, best yeah. thing on Raw right now because he is everything. And like the mad thing is when we left doing this show, we slagged the shit out of Drew McIntyre every week with stupid poxy little <laughs> sword. Um, but that's what makes this great because of how like he tried to like, again, his story, it just makes sense of his entire character arc and he believes it. You can tell he's bringing a bit of real frustration to it. His promos are fantastic. He went out there and destroyed CM Punk on the mic a few weeks ago. And Punk is like, yeah, well, I could bash you, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to leave the ring. Shut up, yeah? And like, literally, CM Punk, like, who is supposed to be this amazing person on the mic, and is great in the mic, um, Drew McIntyre just absolutely laid waste to him. Uh, I love how he's crashing into the main event because he's so interesting that, like, you can't ignore him um, now. And like, again, that all started kind of around October uh, with the Jey Uso stuff. It was really good, very Bloodline-like storyline telling um, in that like it was every week it was just a look or just a, a nudge or does he trust him? Doesn't he trust him? Is he going to learn? Is he going to turn? Um, And then eventually he turned. But then his promos and everything around that just made sense of his character. I love, love, love it. It's the most interesting thing in WWE. Judgment Day, I'd say, are consistent, Um, you know, consistently up there as well, uh, particularly Rhea Ripley but um, Drew McIntyre for me um, moment of the year um, I'm just going to throw it out there because like people may be surprised CM Punk returned to WWE was the best moment of the year in terms of like surprise like total like their crowd reaction um, total what the fuck does this mean what's going to happen just breaking your brain the way it was produced the way they did they'd never do this with WWE pay-per-views where they kind of fade away they show the title that was always a real NXT trademark when Triple H ran it uh, and then they just showed that they didn't do commentary and then they started releasing the viral clips of him and Seth Rollins arguing online um, it was perfectly done and I'm not a CM Punk fan but uh, you have to just tip your hat to great moments and that would that was it. Keen, would you, as a resident CM Punk super fan, assume the same? Or yeah, like it was one. It, it's one of the craziest moments ever in the history of wrestling, and I feel like it's one of those things where you might forget. Like when you get used to CM Punk being back in WWE by the end of his career, you might forget how surreal it actually was. But it, it was insane. However. I do have one moment. It's kind of like objectively speaking, obviously it's the punk moment, but I have to, have to, have to include this as like up there on almost the same level because it's a moment that I watch over and over again. It's the, like possibly the loudest pop I've ever heard in WWE. In WWE, um, when Sami Zayn betrayed Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble and the whole yeah, place erupted, right. like I, I still watch that every so often. Like ah, oh, yeah. like it's the goosebumps. That's like. 
oh, that to me was like just it. It's and like the fact that it wasn't even like there was nothing. There was no crazy return. There was no like mad. It wasn't even anything you didn't expect. I mean, it was gonna yeah. happen at some point, but that's what made it so special. The fact they got so many people invested for that long that when that happened, that everyone reacted in that way. It was just ah, it was just so good. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Yes. Agreed. Uh, Kate, your moment of the year. Uh. Very biased, but obviously my moment of the year is Lyra Valkyria winning the NXT <laughs> Women's title. There was no other option. It's like, yeah, I've watched it on repeat as well. I stayed up to watch it live. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just very cool. I got to hold the title a few times nice. um, when I went over to, to visit. So that was pretty cool. That's the closest <laughs> I'll ever get to a WWE title. So. <laughs> Lived out the, the girlhood dream, you know, and nice. uh, yeah, no, just you just you yeah. just can't like, and it was such a special match because obviously it's like I sound like a spa, but my best friend, you know, win a WWE title against the woman who got me into wrestling. You know, I got my very first application for wrestling school off Becky at, a, at an nice. NWA Ireland show. So to be sitting there watching that pass of the torch. It was so super special. And not only that, it was a class match. Yeah. You know, like it was just, it was a proper like, oh, that's your moment. That's your match. And it was just, it was built so well. Becky hadn't been beaten in how long. It was just, everything about it was perfection. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's hundred percent like, like my moment of the year. Yep. Um, Yeah. I think that's a fair moment though. Like I think even objectively, if you were just following the storyline and stuff like that, and you hadn't got that personal resonance to us. And I know, we, we can't really any of us speak without that. And obviously, especially yourself, Katie, but like we were all ro- watching and rooting for it and we knew the backstory and stuff like that as well. And like, I remember it just brought me back to, I remember you like you texting us in the group chat being like, so Becky was here tonight and stuff like that as well. Like, and then that's the video package that they show and stuff like, and it's just so cool. Um, to see all of that play out, but like objectively, it was just a great storyline, a great match. It felt big. It was making a new star. Uh, Becky doing the honors as well and doing it cleanly. Like, yeah, no, really, really good. Um, promotion of the year: WWE versus AEW. New Japan had like a, a decent year. Wrestle Kingdom was a great show again. The G One was back, but really, you're probably talking WWE versus AEW. Or are we, Katie? Who? What would be your promotion of the year? Oh, it's WWE. Like, I, I'm usually like, you know, ain't like I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm a fence jumper. As soon as there's another promotion against WWE, I usually float to that side. <laughs> but like, they have just had an unreal year. Like, people are talking about wrestling again who are casual fans. You know, I just feel like we're back on an upswing, and it's, it's exciting at the moment. Totally agree, uh, Keen. Uh, are you WWE or AEW? Obviously, show of the uh- year. Yeah, like of an honorable mention. Um, so I oh know my answer first of all is WWE. Like mm. it, it for me, WWE has never been this exciting. It's never been this fun. Like I, I, not since I was literally like a young kid. You know what I mean? Like this is because this is like the first time we've had genuine like major major change. Like when you look at where we were again, like where we were when we last spoke, and we had like fucking um. What was it like? Vince McMahon didn't want Adam Cole to be a wrestler. He didn't want, uh, you know, like fucking, like he had all these weird ideas, like a championship contenders matches and all these like weird, like there was so much goofy shit happening in WWE, you know, like two years ago. And to go from that to like all the possibilities we have heading into WrestleMania, I am just like, I am so excited for this year to see what it holds for WWE. This past year has been deadly. Um, I will give one honorable mention though to TNA. 
uh, just because of that fucking rebranding is incredible, right? And I, I see a lot of people being like, oh, you know, why is everybody so excited about TNA coming back? Because back when TNA was a thing in the mid to, mid to late 2000s or early whatever, in the 2000s, you know, people um, would criticize TNA. And there was a big LOL TNA because they would have a lot of goofy shit and a lot of bad stuff as well. But what those people don't understand, right, is that, the, and don't get me wrong, like there, there were... There's obviously people happy and excited for nostalgic reasons who would have also criticized TNA for its sort of weaknesses back in the 2000s as well. But a lot of the people, and I mean like a lot, because I'm talking about people who are like, for example, Will Ospreay, who um who had a match there with Josh Alexander, which by the way, that match is better than any, you know, weekly TV wrestling you're gonna see anywhere else, right? It's it that's if that's the level TNA is gonna be uh operating at weekly this year, oh my god. Anyway, um you know, I've heard that you know, he was proper buzzing to be in, like, you know, this this part of, like, TNA, you know, that he grew up with. And that's the thing. How old is Will Ospreay? In his, like, mid mid to mid to late 20s, something like that? Yeah. Uh... The, what, what people don't understand is there's a whole generation of, of adults, people my age, in our 20s, who were kids when TNA Impact was a thing. You know what I mean? We watched it as kids and we were buzzing for it, you know, as a child watching it on Bravo or Spike TV in the States. That, like, to bring that back, you're bringing back a whole wave of fans. You know what I mean? Like, even the old song. Did you hear the song? The fucking, they brought back Cross the Line. Oh, my God. I'm going to, I'm giving TNA a full-on chance this year because of, because of their rebranding got me proper hype for it. Like, um, and it also shows, it also, like, I feel like when you're watching a show, where the people making it aren't into it. You can feel it. It translates yeah. to the viewer. You know there's fuck all care or love. Like, you know when, like, 205 Live, for example, um, was is in its dying days, or, like, a show like that is in its dying days, and you kind of know, like, the people behind it. Not, I'm not having to go with the wrestlers, but just, you know, the creative and whatever else. They don't really give a shit. You can feel that. Whereas with TNA, it's like, I feel watching this. Like, when I'm watching Scott the Moore, I'm like, I know this fella's buzzing for this. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I, I feel excited. It's like, in two, uh, what's the word? contagious enthusiasm you're not gonna wait so yeah i'll bother with tna but wwe still gets number one for me love it love it yeah it's been wwe's year uh keen that has me now interested in tna i forgot how you did this <laughs> like i can just feel the time that i don't have evaporating because now <laughs> i'm gonna have to watch some of that and check it out um but yeah yeah you have me uh you have me interested uh but yeah it's been wwe's year wrestling is as hot now Maybe as it ever as it ever has been, you know what I mean? Because yeah, the ratings have been higher, but that was in a different area where there was less channels and less choice and so on. WWE's earning more money than they ever have. They sold the business this year. It didn't ruin wrestling. It's only made it better. It's a hot product. It's something that you don't have to ever feel guilty about watching now. It's something you're glad to introduce to people. Like this weekend, we've got the Royal Rumble. Uh, I'm I'm bringing my girlfriend over. She's a non wrestling fan, and I will proudly I will like I will. I would dread doing that in the past. You know what I mean? I'd be like, I'd like, it's fine. Like, it's a bit embarrassing, but don't worry. And you have to qualify it. I'm like, no, like Logan Paul's here. You know, someone on the show, you're going to enjoy it. We'll explain the rest. And you'll actually have to crack. You'll have to crack watching it with, because there's a few of us going to watch it together. You have to crack watching it with us. And I'm just confident. And I know that that's going to work because that's the way it's been uh, for the past year. They, they've absolutely nailed it. I uh, actually, I have non-wrestling friends that were like, uh, yeah, again, like, like never watched wrestling growing up. Hey, like, they don't give a shit, but they're like, oh, but I did see that stuff Logan Paul was doing. Like, that actually does look kind of cool. 
it's, it's the first time but it's the first time I've ever seen a celebrity appearance in WWE actually do what they've always claimed yeah. that it does you know what I mean where I'm actually witnessing firsthand people being like oh it actually looks deadly I'm like oh man okay yeah, yeah it is it works like it it, it it just works exactly as advertised because and what makes it work I think is he cares yeah, you know what I mean? He cares. Like... So, like, he's giving it sucks. He's not, like, treating it like... You'd see celebrities show up on Raw and they'd, like, give the worst <laughs> punch ever. Or Donald Trump attacking Vince McMahon. <laughs> like, just pathetic. Um, And then it's embarrassing. So, it actually, like, you don't want the extra people watching. Uh, But, yeah, because he cares. But we're going to talk about Logan in a bit. Uh, Jimmy Malloy, someone else who's going to be watching uh, the Rumble in, uh, in my place on Saturday night, got on to us and asked, if on Wednesday we wear pink, uh, what are acceptable colors for the other weekday? And Jimmy, I'm just going to like, I'm conscious of time here as well. So I'm just going to give you a real quick answer here. Jimmy, you don't even go here. So stop. All right. Uh, <laughs> by the way, New Mean Girls is actually a pretty fun movie. Like if you're going, if you're looking for something to watch and you like Mean Girls, uh, this works. It is. It is pretty fun. Uh, Jimmy, thank you for the question. Much appreciated as always. Dave Bandana got onto us and asked, I asked on your last show in the world of pro wrestling at the time, uh, did you hope, what in the world of pro wrestling at the time, did you hope to see change by the, t- by the time the show returned if it did so what i'd like to know now is how you feel about it as opposed to two and a half years ago and dave that is an amazing full circle question that is flawed in just one way i can't remember what i said (laughs) (laughs) me neither i can't and it'd take me too long to go back and listen to it but um general thoughts about what's changed over the past two and a half years or yeah (laughs) um see two I keep forgetting that it's 20... Like, ah, oh, this is crazy. This is... Made, like, time is going by at a mad pace now, right? After this the pandemic. This happens, when you get Yeah, older. no, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, when I when he says, like, two years ago, I'm thinking, oh, 2019. Uh, whereas <laughs> 2021 is kind of different. What I was going to say initially was that, like, I feel like wrestling... It used to be that, like, American wrestling was kind of shite, but, like, European wrestling was unreal. I feel like those roles have kind of reversed a bit. Um, Also, but I, I suppose we're going from 2021... I suppose a more accurate one would be what we just mentioned earlier about WWE and AEW swapping, swapping, um, you know, sides. Um, I'm no longer kind of like nervous, like, oh, what are they going to do with Walter? What are they going to do with Pete Dunne? You know, what are they going to do with this person? Like, is like, are they all going to end up like fucking Tazawa doing fucking, you know, happy, dancey, clappy, laughy shit? Um, you know, like I, I can, I'm a lot more like I'm, I'm, ex- I'm just excited. I'm more excited when I when I sit down to watching a WWE pay per view. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to open up the group chat and start ranting about it. I'm excited, you know, for for all of it. Like I know AEW, um, obviously has had a rough time of it as well recently. But I like I actually think with Samoa Joe as champion, Hangman Strickland are going after him. Moving forward, I I think personally that AEW are kind of on a. They've gone down, but I think they're kind of coming back up as well. It kind of it depends how the next sort of few weeks or months kind of go. Um, but yeah, I do think like WWE is the big like I can't emphasize how shy it was. Like late late twenty twenty one. Geez, I'm just it's all it's all hitting me as I'm talking to you, right? The twenty twenty two Royal Rumble. That was the one where I like convinced a few oh, friends yeah. to stay up and watch it, and it was the worst Royal Rumble yeah, ever. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like this is the one where like the only the only good thing about WWE in twenty twenty two before like fucking um you know Vince had to step down was uh, Johnny Knoxville. Um, oh yeah. I hate- <laughs> like there was a lot like there was so much shite like like yeah no I we're in a much better spot now and I'm I'm feeling pretty happy to be honest good stuff how you feeling now Katie about wrestling as a whole like I feel like it's fun again so I'll, like obviously as well with Betty I, I, I don't get a chance to watch as much as I'd like but I find myself 
especially in the last like year seeking out stuff to watch you know like before when we were doing the show I would actually struggle to come up with like what was it five things we came up with or three things or whatever like some weeks would be a slog and it would just be like I actually can't find five things I'm excited about on on wrestling this week (laughs) whereas now it's like I, I I I like I can pick five things out of you know one show yeah it's just it's fun again and like yeah, people are getting into it's kind of like what we touched on in the last question that it's 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 fun to be a wrestling fan again. It's fun to introduce people. It's fun to get old fans back. I just feel like yeah, it's 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 enjoyable. I'm watching it because I want to watch it, not because I feel obligated to keep up. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I it's engaging as a fan. Like it's we're fans again. We want to watch to see what happens. We're bought into the storylines. It's fun to be around other fans. It's fun to be in group chats with it. We don't have to be like, oh, wrestling shy, but I'm addicted to it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's actually like just enjoyable. The one thing that I miss, and again, if you were to ask me this forward looking like two and a half years, which is kind of how I read this question a little bit, which I'm starting to feel is wrong. <laughs> but if you were to forward look like two and a half years from now, what I learned since then that I'd like to evolve um on to kind of the next couple of years would be since then like we like wrestling has become much more worldly yes the big because the big companies have such a monopoly but like they also understand that there are big markets out there that they need to keep satisfied and that's how we get the likes of all in selling at Wembley and so on and so forth I loved every second of that and what it reminded me of is how much fun I have with wrestling as a social thing as well. Like, you know what I mean? Because even with low blows, when I did the parties and so on, that became work eventually, you know what I mean? And part of that is because you're trying to promote a product that you don't necessarily fully believe in yourself and be like, the Royal Rumble's going to be great. And then you're like, I don't know if it is. Um, but like, um, being like, like just being out with mates, it took me back to like, it was all in was like an extreme version of when like we used to have the really hot stadium shows, like where we used to have like Walter against Devlin and stuff like that as well. And we have nights out around that and it'd be like kind of something that's really a highlight of our social calendar. I want more of that. Um, I like, I would like in the next couple of years to kind of get back to even more local stuff. I want to see what's next on the indies. We kind of were speaking beforehand before the show about how the indies are kind of uninspiring right now. Um, we use the term wrestling X, which is a very good term. If you want to ask a question, get that in because you're going to get a lot of good answers for that. Um, but like the, the indies are kind of a bit uninspired right now because they feel a bit barren because there has been that. But what needs to happen, and Katie, you've been around long enough and Keen, you've seen it now a couple of cycles and same with myself, is the, the big promotions get hot and the indies die. And then the big promotions kind of lull a bit and the indies pick up. And then the big promotions will start to then copy what the indies do. And that just is the way of the world. That's just how, how capitalism works. Um. I want to see what is next. You know what I mean? Because again, um, I there are a lot of things that the indies are just repeating what worked in the good old days and they don't really work anymore because we've evolved as fans and our needs. We want to see something new, not we, we want to see what worked in 2017. Um, so I want to see what's next. I want like, I'd love... I, I, again, uh, we, don't, we don't have to get into it, but I, I'm not an OTT person. I'm not going to be an OTT person. They're not going to get me back. They're the only real show in town doing like kind of big stadium shows. 
I want to see who's next, Katie Hinton. But like, I want to see who's next, um, and what they look like, and if we can like propel that up into something big and get that kind of social vibe back. So, uh, what I'd love as well is like, you know, I don't run parties anymore. And by the way, we're getting so many queries, especially when we started doing this countdown. I'm sorry, guys, if you thought the parties were coming back, but the parties aren't coming back, and that isn't something I do. I'd love if someone started doing the parties again, and I could go to that as a punter and kind of go out with my friends and just enjoy it and sit down and have a few points for wrestling again um because wrestling is cool so i think there's a lot of gaps there um so yeah uh, exciting times but i want to see it get more exciting and more involved and that's what i'm looking forward to but it's nice to be a wrestling fan again um it's nice to talk to declan Byrne again because he got in touch and said if any other celebrity was to enter the royal rumble match who would be best in it his pick would be james Lowe. no one would be able to eliminate him and he would pick people up with ease to eliminate them so irish wrestling uh royal or irish wrestling or irish celebrities in the Royal Rumble. Uh, Katie, we'll start with yourself. Who's coming to mind for you? Uh, Brendan Gleeson, but as his character in The Banshee is a Vinatieran. <laughs> Specifically. Cutting off his own limbs, like. Yeah. He's like, trying to throw me over the top rope. I'll show you. <laughs> I can't have two feet on the floor because I've chopped one of them off. You know? <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. <laughs> Keen, what about yourself? Um, I was trying to think of Irish celebrities and I was thinking about, you know, like football. I was like, oh, like I love Ogbené. Like he's my favorite footballer in the world, but I don't know if that's really the answer. Shane Duffy was somebody I thought about because I'd love to see a Shane Duffy headbutt in a Royal Rumble. But then I was thinking, ah, oh, imagine the return of King Nidge from Love Hate <laughs> in the middle of a Royal Rumble. And I, I don't believe, like I'm not a big rewatcher of TV shows, but I actually, my intention now, after I've watched the current show that I'm on, I'm going to go back and rewatch uh, Love Hate um, start to finish. So I remember I was big into it when it came out. So I'd love, and he's so charismatic as well. You know what I mean? It's such a strong character. I'd love to see that in a in a wrestling setting. I think it'd be really funny. Like. Nice. Love it. Um, what I love about Royal Rumbles are the storylines that happen throughout the Rumble and how they build to certain things like and so on. Like tag team partners, will they turn on each other? Will they team up and stuff like that? And how that kind of progresses as it goes on. So for me, I'd love if the countdown went down. It went from 10 to 1. You heard the buzz and then you heard He's got lipstick on, da, da, da. and then oh. John runs down. And then, like, the next number, it's like a countdown again, and you hear the same team song, and then Edward oh. runs down. And then they start cleaning house, they start getting rid of everyone. You're like, Jenner, they're teaming up. And then all of a sudden, the ring's clear, and they're both, like, back to back, and they're both like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they bump into each other, and they turn around, they're like, whoa. And everyone's like, whoa, are they going to fight? Are they going to fight? And then you're like, holy shit, what the fuck's going to happen with John and Edward? Are they going to tear up? But fortunately, the countdown goes, and they go, right, we're cool. Cool, we'll go again, and then they continue to team up and go along until it's getting to the very deep in the in the process. And then out of nowhere, uh, Edward is just like he's like trying to eliminate the Big Show. I don't know why he tried to do that, and the Big <laughs> Show doesn't wrestle for WWE anymore. But you know what I mean? He's trying to get him over the top rope, and then John just comes over and flips Edward over the top rope. And then they're like, "Oh no, what the hell just happened?" Or you can flip that away. It could be Edward doing John, whichever way you like. That's it. Um, oh. But then all of a sudden. Then you turn around and everyone's like, ah, oh, you bastard. And John's like, ah, oh, no, I'm sorry. Look, it's every man for himself. And then they uh, they they touch hands and they do a little fist bump of respect. So Jedward is my answer. <laughs> and actually, I hate how this is never going to play out. Like, that is actually <laughs> so, like, for anybody who's a wrestling fan and knows Jedward, that is a very, very, like, 
that's an insanely built up story. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll never see it in WWE. It's going to be nothing like. <laughs> uh, last question. Uh, Adam Cluelessner got on and said, Welcome back. Welcome back to you, Adam, and welcome back to everyone who's asked us questions. With some of the rumor matches for Mania this year, do you think it has the potential to be one of the best Manias ever in terms of star power? The rumor matches are Reigns versus Cody and or Rock, Rollins versus Punk, Brock versus Gunther, Jimmy Uso versus Jay Uso. Uh, again, you've got Logan Paul, who's he going to wrestle and so on. The, Jake Paul is putting his name in the hat to wrestle Logan Paul there. Um, so, yeah, no, like, I'm going to make this very simple. Yes, is the answer to your question. It's a good question. I just, you, you just hit the nail on the head there. Uh, any thoughts on Star Studded WrestleMania? Has there been one more Star Studded, I guess? I, I mean, it's kind of hard to compare Star Power, you know what I mean? Because it's kind of like it's difficult to kind of compare different eras. You know, like when I think of star power, I think of like The Rock versus Hogan. And I, I don't know off the top of my head who else is on that WrestleMania, but I'd imagine if you look back at it now, it'll be, you know, stacked with star power. But I don't really care about star power. I care more about like whether or not it's a good show. And like, yeah, like just in terms of will this be one of the best manias ever possibly. Uh, looking at like the, the matches you've mentioned. Wait, who did he mention for uh, Gunther? Did he mention... Brock. The star- uh, well, Brock Gunther, fucking hell. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Uso versus Uso. That's an interesting... Oh, my God. See, I... Somebody suggested something. Like, I, like those are even better suggestions than what I heard. I heard, like, Jay Uso versus Gunter is probably going to be where they go with it. But imagine Gunter Brock. Imagine Gunter Brock. Imagine Uso versus Uso. And then, uh, yeah, like, oh, the rock. Oh, have we not? Oh, no. I was going to say, it wouldn't really be moment of the year because it was only... um, It was in January. It was but, in Jan- well, yeah. It was in January, but yeah. But when The Rock came back and did the whole... Uh, where does the rock like to eat? Will, will yeah. I, you know, will the rock eat here? Will the rock eat here? Or will the rock eat at the head of the table? I was like, <laughs> Yeah, amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't give a shit. Cody Rhodes, look, I don't give a fuck if he wins at WrestleMania. I like, I as as good as he as cla- like, I think Cody Rhodes is class. I think you know, the crowd will be buzzing whenever he wins the belt, but like, rock, Roman, that ah, uh, it's just so much potential, you know what I mean? There's just so. happened I, I think Rollins' injury um if anybody knows a meniscus injury you know what i mean it's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> reference i love it <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh that i think like i, I read that it's uh, only a couple of weeks so i don't think they're gonna like you know take him out of wrestlemania yeah. or, or strip the belt i think it's, it's gonna go ahead as planned um You've also got people like Drew McIntyre. I don't know what he's going to be at. I don't know what uh, some of the some of the. Uh, it's just this. It's just so much. You know what I mean? And I, I don't want to get too into it because obviously I'd imagine we got a bit of Royal Rumble discussion before we go. So yeah, uh, yeah I'm excited. I think it's going to slap. Okay, Katie, has there ever been a more starter star of WrestleMania you can think of? I don't think so, but I've seen a rumored match of Logan Paul versus John Cena. Like, is that in the works? Oh, that'd be good. That'd be good. <laughs> oh shit! I would. Sell my soul to see that match. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty great. <laughs> They're definitely going to do it. Oh, you can't mention that now. It doesn't happen. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, that... <laughs> they, they can. Like, no, John Cena could no. be recording a movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. Logan Paul. Because think about, like, take, like, again, like, you have to think, like, Cena is also a celebrity as well as a wrestler. Yeah. And Logan Paul mm-hmm. is a celebrity who can also wrestle. And they're just, their followings are so big. Like, the amount of eyes on that match, you know what I mean? But it would also yeah. be, like, an incredible match. Like, imagine, like, Cheering for John Cena, like your child. Well, I mean, you're a bit older than me, but like John Cena, your childhood hero, beating up this like arrogant, you know, YouTube kind of ah, no, I want to see it. I want to see it so badly. 
Amazing, amazing. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right though, Adam. I think like in terms of right, they probably have had like more celebrities. If you put people's Q rating and stuff on, um, but when you think of celebrities who are like proper involved, like The Rock, who's gonna probably wrestle in a, in an amazing match. Cody even you consider a big celebrity like he says on reality TV show now and so on CM Punk coming back you know um, Logan Paul being crucially involved John Cena again if that match does happen that's huge in terms of like think of the media appearances they'll be promoting like five or six big matches then you've got like Becky against Rhea and stuff like that as well it looks like it happened so yeah this could be this could be one of the best Wrestlemanias ever if not the best um, but first we have to get through the Royal Rumble so we're going to talk through the card there's only four matches announced uh, a couple of them we can probably fly through like Logan Paul Kevin Owens uh, kind of the storyline has been about it, it's been a good storyline I have to say uh, Logan Paul embracing the heel character as well like he's kind of nailing it now um I, I just respect Logan Paul now and I never thought I'd say that but uh, like his in-ring stuff speaks for itself but like his character work is on point too uh, he's a great like he's a great foil for Kevin Owens uh, or Kevin Owens is a great foil for him depending on which way you want to look at it it's about like Logan Paul not being like I love their Smackdown segment last week where Logan Paul went to uh, like he was uh, he was saying he was going to knock Kevin Owens out Kevin Owens is like you can't knock me out uh, Logan Paul goads him into taking off his uh, the, the cast that he's been wearing for the past few weeks and then he goes to knock him out with his right hand uh, which has obviously knocked out people for in, in the real life um, and then Kavanaugh stands up afterwards and it's like okay this is fucking awesome um, think it's going to be a great match is there any chance that Kevin Owens walks out with the United States Championship that would be the question Kim no <laughs> I'm not else to... I feel like you're like expecting an elaboration uh no, uh, no I, don't, I, don't really want, I don't want him to either, to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I agree. Uh, Katie, your own thoughts? How does John Cena get involved? Yeah. <laughs> well, I yeah. think this is going to be like, you know, once this ends and Logan's a champion, that's, you know what I mean? That's that's what I'm thinking now. You put John Cena in my head, I'm like, that's what this leads to then. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Amazing. But I mean, like, who elevated the US title more than John Cena? Oh, like, the US Open Challenge. A, it's such a nice oh. little, like, imagine if Logan Paul did his own Open Challenge and John Cena opened it. Oh. Answered it, you know? Yes. Okay. Oh. That is I, great. I love the idea of John Cena involved with the US title again because that was one of my favorite things he ever did was that Open Challenge. He did, uh, he wrestled for it last year as well. So it is something against uh, theory. So it is something that he has for him in as well. It, it's also his, uh, like, it was his first singles title as well. Like, it, it really, like, he's got yeah. history with the belt too. It's like, there's so much history between John Cena and that title. It's like, yeah. fucking, uh, it's his belt. Like, I always view that as his belt. Proper sold on this. I'm going to be gutted if it's like Logan Paul against Sami Zayn or something like that. And again, nothing <laughs> against Sami Zayn. Like, that's a natural storyline, like, following on from this. But like, yeah. Um, yeah, you've completely sold me on that one. Um, very similar. Roman Reigns defends in a fatal four-way match against Randy Orton, LA Knight, AJ Styles. Reigns wins again. Like, he's not losing the belt here. Does anyone? No. 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 No, it's no. just... It's straightforward. No. Anyone have anything else to add on this? It's going to be a good match, but like anything else to add? I'll never say, like, I never say, you know, after Undertaker losing at Mania, I never say zero when it comes to wrestling. Like, there's a 0% chance this happens or that happens. But, like, this, this is my, the downside of, like, the Roman Reigns title run, and it's why I believe he should have lost it back at, like, Elimination Chamber last year just for a night. Because it's so, like, a lot of these matches, I'm kind of bored watching them because I know what the result's going to be. Mm. You know what I mean? So, um, I'm not saying it'll be a bad match, but, like, Fatal Four Ways are fun. 
But I and I think they'll be they'll you know you can you can be creative with a fatal four way. But I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not buzzing for it, but I'm buzzing to see what comes out of it. You know, so yeah. wait and see. Yeah, you could have the rock turn up like after. But also, that's a good point. But also, SmackDown I fe- I find personally has been a lot of fun building yeah. this match. So uh, there's there is positives to take from it as well. Yeah. I like Nick Aldis against like Paul Heyman and Reigns and he's not <laughs> Nick, man. Side note, yeah, Nick yeah. Aldis is in the perfect spot, right? When WWE were bringing him in, I was like, ah, oh, look, I like he's a great talker, but like he kind of bores me in the ring. I've never really, I've barely ever seen the Nick Aldis match. That maybe want to see more Nick Aldis matches. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So when I heard he got signed, I was like, oh man, are they actually gonna like? How is he gonna be like a, an asset? He is. Amazing in this role, he is the perfect authority figure because he has enough legitimacy to be like, "Don't fuck with me," like Adam Pearce, <laughs> but like yeah. on a, you know, a former NWA champion. But also, like, he's very, very charismatic. Such a good talker. Do you know what I mean? It's like this yeah. is the perfect, perfect spot for him. Do you know what I mean? So I, yeah, this is what a GM should be. I love it. Yeah, great. Um, let's talk about what we're here to talk about. Let's talk about the two Royal Rumble matches. First off, the women's Rumble, and what I love about both of them actually is. There's nobody announced so far. There's fuck all people announced. The Women's Rumble has five people announced for it. The Men's Rumble has nine. So they are leaving a lot of room open. And there's a lot of interest and uh, potential prospects in the table. The entrants so far for the Women's Rumble are Bailey, Nia Jax, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, and randomly, Maxine Dupree. Um, <laughs> so they're the five that they're like, we're going to sell it on these five. Um, but yeah, I imagine Raw and SmackDown this week that, that they'll bulk that up a fair bit. Um, we'll get all we'll start off with surprise entrance. So, uh, Katie, is there anyone in particular that you're hoping maybe have a personal resonance with like to see in this match? <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna watch every rumble now with bated breath, just waiting yeah. to see if she's if Lyra Valkyrie is gonna be there. Um, I don't know, they didn't put any NXT people in last year, did they? Or maybe one only? I, I, I'd see it as very possible. Then. I don't. Yeah. I, I think I, I think she's the champion, and I feel like usually it's not the champion that ends up in the match. Usually it's somebody like a top contender who they plan on calling up soon, Stratton but not quite. Like that, That's yeah. exactly the name yeah. I had written down. It could, yeah. but it could be anyone. Yeah. Um, they are doing something with uh, what's her name, Tatum. Uh, you know, like the one who's like dressing up as as Lawyer Valkyria, yeah. and like yeah. I feel like maybe they could do something like that, like a comedy thing. But because uh, the thing about it is, just, I feel like there's usually more space in the women's match as well. Um, so. Uh, they could, but I wouldn't. I I wouldn't expect it personally. Yeah, I I I don't know. I the fact that you say something hasn't been done with a Royal Rumble generally means it's going to be done one day. So I don't see it as like yeah. I'd probably lean towards maybe not. But it's a showcase as well. The Royal Rumble for NXT people is they're not going to refer to anything that happened in storylines, like unless it mm-hmm. involves like someone in WWE and they're confronting them or something like that. Um. They're going to just be like, here's a showcase for someone you want to watch on NXT. And for me, Tiffany Stratton seems like someone they definitely liked introducing this. Well, Lawyer is someone who like, like she is a very good showcase for the division. I think she's, she could really use it. It would boost her too. Do you know what I mean? And it would boost her profile. Um, So I think it's, a, it, it there's, there's a lot to like about it. I don't think there's a, I don't think it's, it's, it's definitely not happening anyway. But Katie, what are your own thoughts on other people you'd like to see? Is there anyone in mind that you're kind of looking for? I'd love Melina to get a proper. Um, oh, yeah! <laughs> um, I think we're going to get people like Alicia Fox. I don't Ooh. think she's done an appearance, has she? Because in fairness, they put so many surprises into Women's Rumble. I can't automatically think of people 
who haven't yeah. been in it. You know, Mike it's Hunt. who? Jade Cargill. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. good show. Yeah. But think, if she's yeah. in it, does she not have to win it? Because mm. I don't think she's no. in it. No, because you can have, like, if what, like, if you're Jade Cargill and you get eliminated, like, thrown out of the ring. I mean, think about how many ways you can be eliminated from Rumble. Like, say she eliminates somebody, and then while her back is turned, Rhea Ripley, you know, throws her out with the ring or something. I mean, like, there's, there's, you don't, I don't think she needs to win it. Um, she's one option. I do. There's a couple of names. I don't know. Like, um, I know uh, obviously Alexa Bliss and Carmella are out at the minute. I don't know. Like, I don't keep up when people are out on like maternity leave. I never really keep up with like how. Like, are they, you know, are they nearly back or how long? Like, I, I don't really know. It's not like an injury where it's kind of like, you know, oh, four to six months or, you know, whatever. It's it's usually a bit more kind of vague. Um, I don't, but then I'm, I'm looking at like Carmella maybe, but like Alexa Bliss, I feel probably won't be though. Like I have her, I've got a couple of names written down where I'm like, Jade Cargill is like my prediction, but then I've got a couple of other names like Stratton you mentioned earlier. Oh, oh my God. Like how the fuck have I not, Ariana Grace, the, you know what that is? Santino Morella's uh, daughter, the one who's been doing... Like, she's really, really funny. She's probably the funniest wrestler in WWE right now. She right. could easily be, like, another, like, Billy Kay type of character. Like, she... If you're talking about showcase for NXT, I'm writing that one down. Ariana Grace, 100%. I feel like Alexa Bliss, when she comes back, is probably going to do something that... um, What's the word? Kind of, like, continues the legacy of the Wyatt stuff a little bit. Like, kind of, like... I, I can see her being kind of... I feel it being a bigger deal than something you could squeeze into a Royal Rumble. Is basically what I'm saying. Mm. So I don't think Alexa Bliss is going to come back in this. Uh, I think, yeah, Cargill, Ariana Grace... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I don't know about, you see, I, I don't, I haven't really kept up with NXT enough over the last few months to know, like, where yeah. Tiffany Stratton's at or anyone like that, but someone, someone like that, I think is going to be the uh, surprises. I, I've got one in my final four that I won't reveal my hand until then, but there's a few very exciting ones on the table. Julia Ooh. is someone who's signed to NXT and could be, like, again, I don't think she's someone that they'll debut, like, and then she's wrestling on the main, main show's like until then, like they can just do what they did with Rusev and kind of just put her in and then take her away and then bring her properly when she's good to go there. Um, you have it, it's very interesting. Oh, You've oh got Sasha Banks, yeah, is in a contract, all that. Yeah, 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 like she hasn't signed a contract anywhere. And I know they've given us a red herring where it's like, no, it's she's not, they didn't reach agreements, but that could there's WWE is under no obligation to tell the truth, especially not anymore. They're not a public company now. Um, so like they're under no obligation to tell the truth, they can absolutely leak that. Sasha Banks is very much in the mix. I don't think ultimately, but there's one name we haven't spoken about that has become oh, possible over the last few months, and you're thinking the same thing I am. AJ oh. fucking Lee. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time. You were sharing oh. training clips and everything. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, time. Shit. It's happening. It's time. She's yeah, going back. It's happened. No, I'm, I'm fully with you on that hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting times. I cannot wait for it. Okay, so let's get their their surprises we're talking about. Let's get into final four and predicted winner. And we can also go one more and like what it will get there naturally, but like what title match you think they're gonna be in? What do you think they're setting up? Katie, what's we'll that I don't think I've been paying enough attention recently to have a very valid opinion on this. I would like to see Bailey win the rumble. Um I just, I just feel like she's really carried the last few years. I just feel like every time I have watched, she's been a highlight. I just, who, who is the title now at the moment on that show? Bailey's best friend, who she's had a lot of yeah. I, I wasn't sure if she, she still yeah. had it. Um, yeah. 
Well, yeah, like that. That I I like that as a match because if you go Rhea and Becky, that's a good match on the other side. Yep. Uh, it, it like and and we're not going to talk about odds on here because like as the rumble as it gets closer, the odds start to become a factor. But we can talk about odds historically. As of two weeks ago, which again meant nothing because things change all the time. But as of two weeks ago, Becky was or Bailey was the bookie's favorite. So a very good show. Um, Keen, what are your thoughts? Um, pretty much the exact same. I think we're getting Bailey versus EO on one side and Rhea versus uh Becky on the other. Becky's already won the Rumble, so I don't think she's gonna win it again. Yeah. I think she's gonna be in the final four to kind of make like pretty much what all Becky's been doing over the last like year is making everything feel like you know a big deal by getting her involved. You know what I mean? The stuff with NXT, you know, um everything that Becky gets involved in, it just it's just it's elevated, you know, it feels like a bigger thing. So I feel like she'll be in the final four with Bailey. Um Honestly, the rest of my final four is a complete fucking guess. It's based off nothing. And I like Katie. I've kind of like I've only just gotten back into sort of keeping up with things weekly. Like literally, it's it was actually <laughs> I was just for nerdy, right? It was like my New Year's resolution actually <laughs> was to um keep on top of wrestling kind of daily slash weekly, you know. So before that, I was really just watching this through social media. Um and whatever clips came up came up, and I didn't really see a huge amount about Eos Reign, so I don't know much about what's going on. Um but yeah, I'd imagine Bailey. Like, has Bailey never won a Royal Rumble before? Don't think so. No, she hasn't. Then I'm gonna go with Bailey um, to win it. Yeah, I think would Nia Jax be in the final four? I don't know. I actually genuinely have no clue. What? Uh, what are your? What? What? What are you thinking? Okay, I'm thinking the exact same as you guys. I think Becky versus Rhea. They've already pretty much set that match up with their promo, and like Rhea ended it with "I'll see you at WrestleMania." So like that challenge is set and made. You don't need Becky to win the Rumble, and like you said, she's won it already. You do need Bailey to win the Rumble to set up the match with Io, because everything in that the tension that they've been building is still built under the premise of yeah, but they're still friends and everything's still technically fine. So a Royal Rumble win is what throws the spanner in the work. So I agree, it's time Bailey deserves it. Like it'd be great recognition. She's to have her name on these kind of milestones which she tends not to have a lot um so yeah i think bailey's winning it my final four bailey becky naya Jax has been right in the build for all of this and it's just someone that you can always kind of rely on for a royal rumble and another surprise entrant who i think is absolutely nailed on because everything is pointing this way even the wrestling news and a great royal rumble participant in the past naomi She's gonna oh, oh, oh yeah, 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 100%. I'm putting Naomi's name in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I'd say, yeah, I, I, oh man, that's such a good, yeah, Bailey. I'm thinking Bailey, Becky, but then I'm thinking like, As is Asuka, Asuka I mean, she's, be in the Rumble, yeah, she's part of that faction as well. So that could, yeah. like, there'd be a story maybe there if you were Easy. to go with, like Asuka, Bailey, or maybe mm. you could have in theory Asuka, Kyrie Zayn, Becky. And, and Bailey, Bailey. yeah, have interior, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and I'm Becky outlasts the two of them, and then Bailey just gets yeah. to win. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that's why we can do that right. as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, interesting. Let's get on now. Last match, men's Royal Rumble entrance so far Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, Shinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Gunther, Chad Gable, Otis, and Akira Tazawa again. Randomly. Um, but nine people entered so far, so loads of room for surprises. Who are we thinking anyway? Uh, Keen, we'll start with yourself. Who are you thinking for men's Royal Rumble potential surprises? I actually think... Oh, oh, sorry, the surprises. Um, okay, well, it kind of depends on how you would... What constitutes... A, like, how do you define a surprise? You know what I mean? Um, because Brock Lesnar is, you know, 
I don't think I don't know if that really counts as a surprise, but then mm. technically he's not active every week, so maybe it is. Omos, I feel, is is hired purely for this uh this purpose. So I feel like he's gonna be in there. Um my big surprise, my dream, my wish, I'm hoping. Um I'm hoping that we see uh a beatdown of a certain tag team or a certain whatever that are uh, getting attacked, getting hopped on, getting the shit kicked out of them. And it looks like all is lost. It looks like everything's fucked. They need a bit of backup. There is no backup. Then all of a sudden, what city is this uh, place in? Where, where's the Rumble being hosted? That's a good question. Can we um, pretend it's we'll pretend it's Los Angeles just for the, just so I can continue what I'm saying? It's oh, you're close. It's Florida. I was going <laughs> to go to this, so why did I? Oh, Florida! <laughs> Don't you dare! Oh, imagine Big E comes back to save oh. Kofi. Imagine Kofi goes to do one of his elimination spots, and Big E comes in and stops him. See, somebody oh. raised a really good point about Big E. Two things. First of all, um, if he was like out, if he was done, if he was finished, he'd be a commentator now. You know what I mean? He'd be a commentator. He'd be an on-screen personality in some capacity. You wouldn't just be sitting at home. Um. News came out just there the other day that, like, a- apparently there's no timeline on his return after his neck injury, and that supposedly his next big checkup is actually in April. That could be real. I'm not going to pretend it's not. Like, a neck injury is fucking dead serious. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things that you could lose years of your career, risking your life, etc., etc. Mm. It's as heavy as it gets, so I'm not going to be like, oh, he's obviously lying. But, um, but it's a possibility that, you know, that's out there to brace for the return of the king. Uh, and a big E, oh, especially with, like, again, we spent the last hour talking about how great WWE is, right? But, like, imagine this modern-day present WWE with big E in it as well. Ah, oh, man. I I hope, I'm not saying I think big E is going to return, but I hope big E is going to return. That that Because the thing is, now that Punk is back, I was only thinking there, there's actually not that many, I mean, I suppose Okada as well, but there's not a huge amount of, like, major big name surprises because Punk was always the one that I'd go to you know what I mean Um, so you have to look at the injury list and who you haven't seen in a while and Big E is going to get one of those crazy emotional loud pops do you know what I mean he's like like everybody loves Big E you know what I mean so if he if he does make the comeback um, that'd be great I, I, I think those are my three yeah Lesnar almost okay. Big E you've mentioned Okada I don't know if there's anyone else I can really think of I've got a few Katie what are your thoughts um, I don't know. I'm in the middle of a Royal Rumble here myself. Yeah, okay, um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, right now we have Kerr Henning and Lex Luger in a in a battle for the top rope. And I'm playing okay. with my valuable valuable Hasbro's here. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm all hyped up all about right. Biggie now. Oh my god! Calm down. <laughs> Look what you did, Keen. Look what you did. You got Betty excited talking about Biggie coming back. <laughs> She's never big been alive for his wrestling career, but like she still, she's seen the seen the videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really sad, isn't it? That she wasn't alive for Mad. his wrestling career. Mad, yeah, crazy. That's upsetting. Um, yeah, no, I'm trying to think. Apart from Biggie, I don't know if there's anyone else to say or anyone else I want to see as a surprise. I'm kind of thinking more. Again, like who's fun in a rumble who hasn't been back for a guest spot, mm. like from like the 2000s era? Chris Masters. I'll, I'll pop things oh. for Chris Masters. Or oh. uh, who else? I'll pop for that too. I'm trying to think. Like, they're the surprises I love about the Rumble, is yeah, the, the so, old school so ones. You know yeah, who yeah. I'd pop massively for? And I don't even know if they're still wrestling or what happened to them. Stevie Richards. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh my God. Maven. I would go <laughs> H. <H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-H-
Have you been watching his YouTube yes. stuff? I think a lot yeah. of us have been. He's got yeah. hundreds of thousands of viewers. I may even came back for a one-off spot in the Rumble. And did you watch the video where apparently he was meant to work for WWE and it yeah. ended up being the start of the pandemic? Um, yeah, for those of you that don't know, he's meant to be a commentator and then it, the pandemic just put a stop to everything. Um, I would love... I'm, I know like he talks about how physically banged up he is, but a Rumble's a Rumble. You can get anybody in there, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, for, you like, can do a, a dropkick. That's all he yeah. needs. I want Maven in there so I don't know if they do it but I would love it so yeah oh man I'm, I'm really excited to hear your names this is why I I've, love the rumble I've got a few names to throw at you right Okada we've spoken about Andrade he's yeah. left AW Tamatonga is also in the mix we spoke about him earlier Pat McAfee I don't think has ever actually done a rumble but uh, he's someone that is, could always show up at any stage Cameron Grimes, um, someone who's back as well. Um, but the exciting one that I have is someone that doesn't have a match. And we've actually spoken on one of our wrestling catch-ups last year about the possibility of this happening. Rhea Ripley could show up in this match. Oh, yeah. With, yeah, yeah, with yeah. Uh, Judgment Day. She could easily show up. She could easily get eliminated. You could have Becky come in and eliminate her. She's getting momentum. Um, and that could be where they start to go, yeah, Rhea's going to blur the lines here because I think she's going to win the she's going to win one of the belts, like one of the, the men's belts one day as well. So uh, she is the like superstar of WWE right now that's going to break out over the next few years. Um, so why not throw her in? Why does she not have a title defense on this show? Um, oh, yeah. It's really interesting. Um, but yeah, let's get to And I've got one more that I'll include in my final four. Someone who's been out a while. It wouldn't be a huge surprise, but I'll save that for the final four. See, <laughs> I always like to keep the random um, surprise entrant in there as a kind of wild card, but it makes yeah. sense for my final four. Um, Katie, who are you thinking kind of winner-wise, if you have a final four and like that, what, what, where, where are you kind of leaning on this? CM Punk is kind of like, they're talking CM Punk, Cody, The Rock as well. Let's not forget he could show up. Um, they're kind of the bookies favorites or is there someone kind of outside the box you're thinking of well like if we're thinking Mania Reigns has both belts or is the winner of the Rumble going for the other belts they the... can do whatever they want in theory so they they can so it's really up to yourself Undertaker once won the Rumble and had an option to go for Bobby Lashley's ECW world title if you, uh, <laughs> if you remember that <laughs> <laughs> and they teased them, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't want to be rude. They're like, well, we'll put Lashley in with the rest of them, but like, it just made him look goofy. Like, <laughs> who, who has the other belt? Is it still Seth Rollins? Seth Rollins, yeah. For now, like, okay. and again tonight. By the time people listen to this, he's addressing the situation on Raw, so he may not. But like, yeah, currently as we're recording, he does. Imagine they did a big cop out and he vacated it, and the rumble was for his title, and it was just. A cop out, <laughs> like, cause, cause I mean, like, they're doing Rock and Reigns, aren't they? Like, so the winner isn't going to go for Reigns' title unless they are going to do Cody and Reigns. So, like, it has to be for Seth Rollins' title, the winner. Realistically, mm. who have they been building towards that? Um, Punk, I think. Punk, Punk is yeah, the Punk and McIntyre, yeah, I suppose, yeah. has been kind Punk of like the lesser sense. I know. I'm trying try to get too excited there, Katie. I know. I know you're busting the hair to see him poking contention. No, I was just thinking. No, I was just thinking. Like all of all of the like big contenders in my head have already won rumbles. Mm. You know, like there's very few first time winners in the field. I think apart from maybe, I don't know who's ever won a rumble. Nakamura's won. McIntyre's won. The Rock has won. Like 
Punk's never won. <laughs> oh, 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 there we go. Then he's winning. Yeah, great. Fantastic. Give him something else there. Go on. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Keen, you, you're probably <laughs> more excited about this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Punk's winning it. And I've got a final four. Go for Although, uh, you see, there was something there that changed my mind. I forget what the what what it was. Um, Cody, Punk, Dominic, and Solo were the four names I had written Ooh. down. But I, I I don't know. Oh, the Rock. That's what that's what had me kind of thinking. It maybe you know maybe it'll be something else. But I'm gonna stick with it. Um, I feel like Punk and Cody are the obvious ones. Um, oh yeah, that's who's building being built. Up. Oh no, sorry, Cody's. Oh yeah, 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 yeah different belt. But uh, Cody. Punk, uh, obviously they've they've made their intentions clear. Usually somebody who's sort of somebody whose storyline is built around the Royal Rumble usually does last until like near the end, usually. Mm. Um and I feel like they'll probably be the final two as well. That'd be like my my prediction there. Um mm, Dominic uh, did he go on a good run last year or am I thinking of someone else? I no, feel like that was Gunther. You always get that mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic, I think Dominic is gonna go on a serious run to kind of prove himself in the rumble this uh, this time around. And then solo he can be a... like the type of guy who do you know the way someone will just hang onto the bottom rope or yeah, slip exactly. out of the ring? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's not gonna be a monster, you, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um so solo will get to the final four by being a monster and by showing there's actually a threat to Reigns here, you know what I mean? And then and Dominic will get to the final four by being a complete fucking weasel about it and you know, hiding and and you know almost like falling upwards into the final four kind of thing. Um, but he'll still be there and he'll still have it as like kind of an accolade. And Because you always have to think as well, like, I and I always find it very funny when I think of like Steve Austin, uh, the first, the big kind of, the first big thing Steve Austin did before like winning that tournament or whatever else was uh, he made it to the final four, the ringmaster, made, or, or either he made it to the final four or he was supposed to make it to the final four of Royal Rumble. And it was seen as kind of the, you know, that's that's almost like the first. I mean, seen him with Gunter yeah. like last year. Yeah, it's yeah. like that's usually the first. They, they kind of like to give somebody something moving forward that they usually yeah. haven't given that to. And I feel like Dominic and Solo are probably who they're looking at. But I'm curious to hear the rest of your final fours, though. Okay. I'm going to go. I think Cody Punk, like last two, that's the best finish because you can make strong cases for either of them. The only way Cody can get into oh. the, the oh Reigns God. match, which is what he wants, is... If he wins the Rumble, that's literally the only way he has left because it's the Rock otherwise. Um, but again, like I think they'll find a way. I don't know what they're going to do, but that's another discussion for another time. Um, Punk, I think, is definitely winning it. I agree. I think they're going to give him the WrestleMania main event, this, that, the other. Ironically, he finally gets the WrestleMania event and then it's the Rock against uh, Roman Reigns. So like, it's not their WrestleMania main event, um, but he'll get it. So he'll be able to tick that box. Drew was also very much in the mix of that storyline. And the person that I have in at number four um, in that final four is someone who's been gone for a while, but someone who has never encountered this new version of Drew McIntyre, but has been a presence throughout all oh, of his career. Oh, my God. Seamus. Oh. Surprise entered. Come on. I thought you were going to say oh. he's later. I thought you were going to say Jinder Mahal. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of he's later. Yeah. I yeah. feel like I picked the best one of the three. If I'm being honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but my, I just thought that Seamus was still out, though. That was only my kind of. I, I, I don't know. I just not. Well, no, I think he's. There's odds on him to win anyway. There's odds. Not not like heavy odds. He's not, he's not proper in the mix, but like, yeah. There was, um, um just to, before I forget. I just thought about another option, which is uh, The Rock enters the Rumble but gets eliminated by Solo or by the Bloodline. I don't know. It's just a thought. It's a possibility. Imagine you know Cody I mean? eliminating The Rock. Oh. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Well, then, hang just on a minute. Really you're you're talking right. about, you're talking about how does Cody have a claim for the belt if he doesn't win the Rumble? 
what if he eliminates The Rock? Mm. And The Rock goes for the belt, and he's like, well, I fucking eliminated from the Rumble, so why the fuck are you going for the belt? Yeah. I don't know how... I have no idea how this is going to work. Like, <laughs> yeah, I am so excited. <laughs> and, 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 and what I love about it is when Rock nixed the idea last year, he said, well, I didn't want to do a match. I wanted to do something that's never been done before. So, and now we're like... I don't know how they're going to do this. So it's definitely not just going to be a generic three-way. If it is, that's really shit. Because <laughs> we want, like, The Rock versus Reigns. That's immovable. We don't want The Rock versus Reigns and random other person. It has to be one versus one. So what's, how's it going to work? I, I hate to say this, but it's screaming special ref. Like, it is absolutely yeah. fucking screaming special ref. Like, he's going to be the fucking... Um... Like, was it Mike Tyson when he fucking pinned, uh, was it Steve Austin pinning Shawn Michaels? Am I, have I, have I got that? So it's like, um, he's the one who counts the pin for like Reigns losing to Cody or something like that. No, 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 no. I think the match is happening. I think it's, you think it's I, Ro- Roman Rock? Yeah, I think it's Roman Rock. Like, you can't tease that and then not do it. And then like, Drew Cody or something, something like that? Like, maybe. Or, like, you know, you have, like, a, a WrestleMania 10-style tournament or something like that. You know what I mean? Now, again, they're saying they're not going to do something that's been done before. So, me bringing up WrestleMania oh! 10. Well, like, you have them both wrestle on night one and then night two, the winner's face or something like that. Like, so... Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested. But yeah, look, another discussion for another time. Let's focus <laughs> on the Royal Rumble for now. Uh, guys, uh, you know what? It's, it's it's good to be back. And it's good to be back talking to all the listeners again. Um, in the meantime, guys, have you got anything to plug? If you don't, just plug a random thing that you enjoy or want to give more love to. Uh, Key and Katie, anything, anything on your radars to plug or anything that you appreciate in, in life? <laughs> um, I, uh, you go first. I just said I, I still run a wrestling school. If anyone would like to learn how to wrestle. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Boy Factory Pro Wrestling on, as well. YouTube. Yeah, there you go. Foy Factory yeah. Pro Wrestling if you want to join or follow them on YouTube if you want to check out the content while we're eagerly awaiting kind of next moves on that stage. Um, I figure that, you know, we'll use this platform to give a shout out to um the most viewed show on BBC at the moment. Um, I'm currently watching The Traitors I don't know if any of you have seen that I'm no. very behind no spoilers No, I'm genuinely so here's what I do you want to know what I did yeah do you want to know what I did <laughs> you actually you'll appreciate this right so last I spent a full week right watching season one to catch up on this show so that like I could top it with all my friends and that I'd be spoiler free because the second season is ending this week so like right I'll be, I'll be nice and on top of things right so I watched all the episodes I was really passionate about it it hooked me in it was a great show I was like right I'm looking forward to watching season two right but before I went talk to my friends about it I was like right but watch the finale. I was really happy. I'm going to go on Wikipedia and just, just to basically recap season one and just remind myself of all the things that happened because I had so many things to say. And I looked down and I was like, Aisha? I was like, oh, there's no Aisha on that show, was there? And I was like, I went down and I was like, Tom? Who the, who the fuck is Tom? And I was like, going through, I was like, the host, Claudia Winkleman. I'm like, there was, there was a man hosting my show. What the hell? What the fuck is it? <laughs> I watched the American version. I was using after a full season. I was like, I was watching the wrong show. I had to spend this week. This week, I have to go back and watch the proper one. So that's literally what I'm doing when this ends. I'm going off and I'm watching like episode seven of season one or whatever. Uh, and then hopefully I'll probably be, I'll probably be behind, but I'm going to finish season two just as, uh, maybe just after everybody else finishes it because I'm fucking done. What? At least you're vaguely behind. The show I'm watching in the minute now is Shameless, which is 10 years oh, old. Yeah, yeah. 
But like, at least, well, at least you don't have that that set that feeling of just pure stupidity. Like that that show, the prize money was in dollars. All of the contestants were American. I would open up the show and it would say NBC Peacock exclusive, and I, I never copped it. I just thought like, oh yeah, this is what they're watching on BBC as well. Never put two and two together. So uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm currently gonna watch that and hopefully yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Amazing, enjoy it, enjoy it, guys. Next week on page one eighty, uh, Tom Pot is gonna be back as we discuss. All the new movies we've seen in uh, this month in the first episode of January at the movies. We'll be back soon very uh, with our slow blow. So there's so much that we, we're putting off. We didn't even get a chance to discuss. Uh, and as always, get your questions in. Uh, Key and Katie, thank you so much for joining us. Great to be back, like we said. Thank you guys for sending your questions and listening. Uh, it's good to be back. And again, make the questions weirder. We just want to keep going and making it weird like we did beforehand. Uh, but we will be back very soon. Keep our eye on uh, low blows. My own socials or our socials or uh, the page 180 socials as well for uh, updates on that happens but until then uh, this has been our slow blows uh, I've been Jerry Leggett for Katie Harvey Corporate Keen and that's the bottom line because Loblo said so <laughs>